What? Five times? I was only upstairs for like a minute and a half. How long was that? Two and a half minutes. Good lord. Didn't even stop to talk to anyone up there. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is the 100th episode of Technical Alpha. As I scroll, uh, scroll through here and post this <clears throat> on Twitter, Number that it's happening. One. Hundred. One hundred. We've made it. We made it this far. It's Thursday, April the 4th, 2019. Another Technical Alpha podcast. We don't have anything, you know, special. We're not going to do handstands for you. Jeff fielded the idea of buying balloons in the shape of, of 100, and then we were like, wait a minute, that costs more money than the gag is actually worth, so... Uh... Yay, 100! Woo! Woo! We made it. Woo! Woo, baby. Uh, uh, well, yeah. we're starting it off hot. Why are we starting it off hot? Because we got a $27.99 super chat. That is an oddly specific super chat. I like it. Said time for baby Kai stories. Okay. <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, Jeff. Uh, how was your week? It's been a long week, man. It's been, uh, the weeks are, the weeks, you know, the weeks are going by quick. But the days, but are, the going days by slow. are going by long. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I, uh, said this already on the podcast. I think I said it on my stream. Uh, Kai was having a bath and every morning Kayla gets up. She usually brings Kai in, drops him off in the bed with me. Uh, she showers and gets ready for the day. Yeah, yeah. So she showers, gets ready for the day, and then puts Kai in the bath. And so Kai's sitting in his little baby tub, getting uh, sponged down, essentially. And he ends up shitting in the tub. Oh! And so... Fuck your tub. Turns a little brown, right? Of course. And then, uh, so Kayla immediately gets him out the water, wraps him in a towel... And hands him off to me while she cleans up the tub. Of course. So I'm holding Kai, and I'm like, hey, Kai, how's it going, Kai? You know, you took a little shit in the tub, did you? Yeah, okay, good boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. You and do then, you. And then all of a sudden, he looks at me, he goes, uh-oh. I said, Kai, oh, no. no. <laughs> Don't do it. He actually started making those. <laughs> I was like, no, Kai, no. Don't. He's and powering then, up. And then, and then he smiles, and when he smiles, it's over. Yeah. He was. And then it sounded like a shotgun went off, like and just shit sharded all over the place, all in the towel, in the bed. Yeah, and I'm holding them, and I'm like Kayla, and she's like, oh god, no, and he's shitting all over the place. So he had a shitty morning. No kidding. No, well, and so did you, and so did I. By proxy, you two had a shitty morning. Yeah. So you know, that's uh, that's one of many. One of many, uh, many Kai stories in this household right now, because all he does now is shit and cry and sleep. It still sounds like a baby to me. Yeah, that's all he does. He's, and he's and all it. three are getting progressively more intense. So, like, his shits are more intense, <laughs> his cries are more intense, and his sleeps are just just super... Oh, you'll be holding him, and he's, he's looking at you next to me... <laughs> And I'm like, hey, Kai, 
are you alive? Like, so, and sometimes he just looks dead. He's he got just, like narcolepsy. He's just like, he's, he's sit- just awake, awake, awake. That's what it is. Like, he's like awake <laughs> one time. I'm walking around the house with him in my hands. I'm like, yeah, how's it going? And I look down, he's, and I like, I do that thing where I just put my, my finger over his nose, see if he's breathing. Cause he just looks like he's done. Sounds like he's living the dream, honestly. He literally is living the dream. I mean, if all you've got to do is wake up, cry until you get fed, and then literally you 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 can care so little that you just shit on anything and everything. Zero fucks given. You've made it. You've made it in life. You've made it in life. The dream. I wish I could do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we've got uh, we've got a, a great show for you, as always. It's another week. There's actually and been news this week too. There has been news this week. Some of it, unfortunately, is stuff that we've talked about before, but now it's in a di- it's different company. Okay. Well, pull, we don't need to spend that much time. We can, it, no. More of just kind of reinforces our yes. points that we made before. Yes. Uh, before we get started, um, M. Boyd with the $2 and Matthew with the $2 for the... Uh, for the super chats, yes, and bless. Uh, shout outs to everybody that hit the like button on the last podcast. Smashed it, smashed it. We got over six hundred likes. Let's go. So we'll, let's you know, do it again. We go for six fifty <sighs> this week. I like the incremental. Just we a little for, bit, just, just a little, little bit. bit. And what was what was impressive about last week is the podcast last week didn't get as many views as the last two weeks it's on true. YouTube, and we still broke the likes. That's right. So. Number 100's a big one. Big ups. I mean, I'd love to see a thousand likes, to be honest oh, with you. A thousand for the, oh, that's, 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 you know, no. That's that, reaching. That ain't gonna happen. One, that's a, that's a one in three people hitting that like button? No. It's not happening. Literally unprecedented on YouTube for one in three people we'll to go, for, go, to go for the, the like yeah, button. Yeah, it's not happening. We're going for 650. Six, I'm, I'm down for We're 650. We're going for 650. So, I'm down for there 650. It is. What are we starting with? Uh, let's just, let's start with something nice and light, because I don't want to have the whole thing seem like it's a bad week, although it's been a little bit of a rough week news-wise in the, in the gaming world. Let's start with something light. Cyan World's Firmament Kickstarter launched, uh, here a few days ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so if you guys enjoyed, uh, Abduction, if you played Abduction, uh, or if you were a Mist fan at all in general... Uh, then uh, you now have this coming up, Firmament. Uh, it looks really good. They're building it ground up for VR. It will, of course, be able to be played <clears throat> normally, uh, but they're building it specifically with VR in mind. And if you watch some of the demos and stuff that they've had for it uh, so far on the show floors, it looks really fucking cool. They're really getting you to like... um to use your hands a lot in the VR and do some more specific stuff uh, in in the game, which is cool because puzzle adventure. I mean, that's like the tactile thing, right? You want to get involved with the puzzles and stuff, and it looks it looks really good graphically. It looks very impressive. They the budget is similar to Abduction, where they don't need like sixty bajillion dollars, like one point something million, one point seven or something like that. Because uh, you know it's a small team, and and they're <clears throat> they're getting better at uh, at these kind of lower and budget uh, productions and they do a great freaking job of it so I'll be on board with Firmament because I, I support damn near everything Cyan does because I love me some puzzle adventure and, I, and they're still pretty much the only people doing it properly in my books yeah uh, I'll probably end up supporting the Patreon if it, if I, I do I, I was on their Patreon account and yeah. I watched a little video that they had on there um, yeah as long as I get the game on release then yes. I'll just support the Patreon and that's Patreon. pretty much it yeah waiting for it to show up on the Epic Store <laughs> Six month exclusive. Hey, I won't cry. I'd be happy for them. I'd be very happy for them. My God! In fact, if you're making a game for one point seven, 
Just get on the Epic Store. There's probably a good chance we're going to see it on the Epic Store. I, I've, I certainly friggin' hope so. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I certainly hope so. So that's some light news. I'm always happy to see those guys doing well. Uh, they were at PAX East doing little bits, and, and they're always so excited. I mean, they've been around for a long time, and they're still fucking like super jazzed mm-hmm. whenever somebody is uh, excited for their game. So uh, thumbs up to the guys at, uh, at Cyan and Cyan Ventures. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, this is another little quick little snippety thing. Also VR related. The, remember when we were talking, I think it was, I don't think it was last week, I think it was a week before where I said No Man's Sky was slowly releasing like four things. Well, the big thing was VR. Uh, so it's, uh, they have VR coming and, uh, it looks pretty fucking wild. And every journalist that has got their hands on it, because you know, with PAX East and everything else has happened, I think they were at PAX East, but they've been having journalists come in and strap on a headset, give her a whirl. Uh, every single journalist has been super blown away by what VR does for No Man's Sky, which I totally get, because it's an exploration game, and the aesthetic of the game and everything, and being able to fly the ship and stuff, and get down to the ground and run around, it's probably pretty dope. Yeah, the, that... That's an update that excites me. Yeah. Um, because No Man's Sky, and I think I even said this when I was originally playing it, is this this would be really cool in VR. Because there because it's it's a cool it's a cool concept and a cool game in and itself. Mm-hmm. But it it's nothing special uh in its current format. Mm. Um especially now. Like mm. back then if they would have done what they said they were gonna do and came out, they would have shocked the world. But now we've kind of seen a lot of the stuff that they've that they've that they're trying to imp or that they have recently implemented. Mm. So it's this it doesn't hold that same weight, especially yeah. with the, 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 the slip ups they had before. Um, but the VR definitely changes the whole scope of the game like it makes it it makes the boring parts of the game, the repetitive parts of the game feel um, real like it, it, it adds this. Uh, even more, I feel like I'd even play it slower in in VR in terms Probably, of like yeah. you you take you're just, everything you're in more, it in, yeah. you take it in more, and, yeah, yeah. and thus when you do that, the game feels grander, feels yeah. bigger, and that's what they were going for. They tried to make a big game, a small game, a big game. That's what they tried to do, and I think in VR that might actually fly. Like that might actually fly. I do love the fact of space travel in VR going very, very fast, seeing all the battles that are go like those very repetitive, boring battles that go on. That but in same- VR, it will but somehow VR, look better. It'll look better. It'll feel more intense. It'll <laughs> yeah. be, it'll feel more real because yeah. there's this disconnect when you're not in the game. And I think that the way it's designed, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm actually giving No Man's Sky a compliment right now, which is, I'm you impressive. Know, I'm impressed right now. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't yeah. do this before. Well, they probably wanted to for a while. Yeah. But just putting VR into a game like this is... I'm going to just... I'm not a programmer. I'm going to say probably a bit of work. Yes. Yeah, probably. The only downside I see to this... Yeah. And it's it's not really a downside uh, for the fact that they shouldn't do it. They should absolutely do this, and it sounds like they're going to, is VR... No Man's Sky is a game that you want to get immersed in and spend a lot of time in. Yes. And when you're in VR, yes, th- it, it, they almost don't complement each other. Like when you're in v- like something, uh, like science new game. Yes. 
that complements VR. Oh, puzzle Beca- adventure is because like it's a puzzle adventure. VR, yeah. You don't have to move around too much. Yeah, you're you're focused on certain parts, and you got little bits of adventure and and immersiveness, and you can take it. You can go in and go out. It's uh, also harder to get like motion sick and stuff when you're not doing so much of the movement. Exactly. Yeah. In No Man's Sky, it, there's so much going on. The colors are super vibrant. Everything is glistening and crazy. Uh, it's it's plus you get movement and things going all over the place, which would be cool in small dosages. Yeah. But I feel like if you were to really grind out some No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky isn't a game you pick up for an hour or two and play. Typically, probably the people who are playing there. It's like four plus hour sessions. Yeah. And to have a VR headset on for four plus hours and in environments like that, be rough extremely rough. So what you're saying is don't do a bag of mushrooms and then strap on a VR headset and go play No Man's Sky. Don't do that. It'd be a bad time. It'd It'd be a great time. Or... Do it or do it. One of the two. <laughs> but that's the only. That's the only thing I see. Holy tits! We've got fifty bucks, fifty dollars for Philip. Fifty dollars super chat. Jesus. Then he said, "I want balloons." And we got a two dollars super <laughs> chat from Sergio. He wants balloons. Let's go. Well, I'm, I don't. And you know we don't what? have I, any for I, you. I burst all the balloons that we had here for from my oh, birthday and then Kai's yeah. uh, baby shower and stuff. Sadly, we don't have the balloons. Rip. But yeah, VR. It's looking good. My only concern about it, even though I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy playing this in VR. Mm. Obviously, I don't own a VR headset. I don't plan on owning one anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, is the interactions with menus? Menus in in VR are usually what will make or break games for people. Uh, outside of the motion sickness stuff, yeah. is how easy it is to navigate the UI in VR. Yeah, and so especially if you're talking about a game in VR where you're not just using a controller on your lap and playing the game basically normally, but you're just strapping a screen to your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, and No Man's Sky has if there's the biggest criticism I can give No Man's Sky, they have the shittiest UI in the history of video it's horrible. games. There's menus on menus, and if it isn't the worst. It's damn top three. It's damn close top three. to the worst experience I've ever had in yeah. menus. They need a Minecraft like they need a Minecraft like uh, menu like uh, in terms of how everything is down bottom yeah. and just in your face, easily selectable. easily selectable. Yeah. Because when you're in VR, and I've noticed that every VR game that I've played, and strategically so, we didn't have menus. Yes. Resident Evil, there's like no menus, yeah. right? You 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 can change your items, but you don't really go into your items list all that much, like changing weapons. And then there's hotkeys to like bring out secondary weapons and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all the other VR games that I've played, it was more of an immersive thing. Yes. And there was a couple of buttons, and that was it. It was like simplify the interaction with the controller. Dumb down big time. And just blow people's minds That's with it. whatever they're seeing. They want to spend as little as time as possible in menus and yeah. as most time... Getting, Actually, being immersed yes. when when you're in, when you have immersion like that you you don't want to be in menus because it takes you out of the damn game exactly. then you're like oh I'm playing a video game it's counterproductive it to is. the immersiveness that the VR headset's Literally. giving you yes. yes so that's that's my biggest concern with it everything else is going to be great I mean the 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 visual style of the game even though it is going to be hard on the eyes it's going to in turn not not because it's ugly yeah. but no. because it's literally a just going on. a lot going on um I think that's going to be wild. I think that's going to be pretty cool for them. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to... Uh, uh, anyone who has a VR headset is probably going to give it a, a spin. Even if they don't own the game, mm-hmm. this might be another thing for the, the market of people with VR headsets to pick it up and give it a, a, a shot. Because again, every journalist, even the ones that would like shit on them in the past... Every single one of them, I haven't seen a negative comment really uh, about well, the, the VR. let's be real. No Man's Sky is essentially what a fantastic 
VR demo should be. Yeah. There's really no game in No Man's Sky from when I played it and from yeah. what I've seen even recently. Well, it's, it's, an, it's, it's an, a it's massive, a, it's like a massive concept. Uh, it's a, well, uh, it's, a, of, it's a survival it's game. It's a survival, yeah. Which is the same as every other survival yeah, game. Yeah, it's, 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 it's you a explore. Your, yeah, that's it. And you build bases and you survive. That's it. It's like if Minecraft came in VR, if they yes. literally made a VR Minecraft, yes. it's the same thing. You're gonna yep. go. You're gonna go mining. You're gonna go into the cave and the underground mine carts, and you're gonna build these crazy concoctions. Which sometimes, I'm gonna be honest, sometimes it's all I want to do. That's it. I don't want to go into a game and have to think real hard about everything. That's why that I'm it's doing perfect for VR. And just give her a world. That's why it's perfect for VR. Exactly. So make it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's see how it uh, how it uh, all pans out when it really hits uh, the shelves. But uh, for now, that is coming. And uh, props to them. I'm pretty sure their dev team right now. I want you to buckle up for this. Six people. So if you wanted to understand the gravity of just how awesome they've been doing since the entire world wanted them to commit suicide ritualistically in public, Mm. for six people to produce as (laughs) much free content and the expansiveness of all this content that they've put out over the last couple of years is a bit of a mind fuck to me in the first place. So I'm going to give them a little slow clap. Hire a seventh and work on those menus. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, it's somewhere between like six and 12 people. It's crazy. Hire one more and have him or her focus on menu only. Yeah. Just That's hire it. one UI person. That's it. And the only UI. Uh, yeah. And there is VR. Yes, there is VR Minecraft. Yeah. Mm. Well, nobody plays it. I mean, I've I've seen I've seen VR Minecraft like six years ago when I've seen people. It like, was like one of the first things people were like, were, give me yeah. VR Minecraft. But I mean, like a legit minecraft experience in vr that's catered to vr yeah um you know ui changing for vr everything being for vr i haven't seen that yet yeah exactly that'd be very cool but we've got like the the next like wave of vr headsets coming soon yeah and so all of this stuff is landing you're probably going to see some more vr stuff kind of cropping up as we get closer and closer to that uh and things like Less cables coming out the back of your head. You don't look like Neo coming up out of the fucking God. Matrix and shit. Like Less just trying weight. to, yeah, exactly. Breaking your neck. We need we need it to the point where they're literal glasses. You put on glasses, mm. and that's it. Mm. Be ninety years old by the time that happens. Well, that's what we need. I mean, true. they can be thick glasses, like you know, make this a side stick, a little, or heavy, a little, heavy. Or a little pack on the back of, yeah, your, yeah. of your head. Yeah, but that's that's what we need. These the shit's these getting big real. Fucking, it's getting real. They're heavy, bro. Yeah. Hours of that shit. You gotta have a strong neck. If you want, if you wanted to, you know, ever look like, uh, you know, a wrestler, a collegiate wrestler, but you don't want to do neck bridges because you're pretty sure you'll break your neck doing the neck bridges. Just put on a VR headset for a while and give it a spin. That's it. Uh, that'll get you right there. You're already there. Go take you from that 16 and a half inch neck to a 24 inch neck in no time flat. Well, now that we've gotten the good positive stuff out of the way, it's time to uh, talk about some of the the, uh, the less positive stuff. Well, I guess it depends on which way you're looking at it. Let's start with this week in games that hit Epic Launcher. <laughs> uh, so we, I think it was literally last week yeah. where we discussed the idea that wait until these people see a triple A title that everyone see. I said it's and coming. We, I said, I said within is. six months. And, and then Next you said, week. Yeah, you said, you said, I think it's going to be sooner than that. Yeah. <laughs> you said something like that. And, and here, here we, we are, are a week <laughs> later. <laughs> Boom. Seven days pass. Get fucked. Borderlands 3. That's big. That is a big-ass title to be landing there. And you know what? It's not even a full year exclusive. Six months. Six months. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Six and months. the world fucking blew up. Like, oh, my yeah. timeline... Oh, yeah, bro. For Until the Bioware thing came up, which we'll talk about next, 
my timeline was nothing but Borderlands 3, yeah. Epic Store, just plastered with I it. Went, I even went on Steam because people were like, oh, there's a new HD version of Borderlands 2 that uh, that, that came out. Yeah, uh, you should we play talked that. about that where they I updated went, the games. I went, yeah. o- I, went over, I went over there and on Steam, there's a massive surge of negative reviews. Are they doing just, review bombing? Oh, oh just a God. massive surge of negative reviews now. Just salty as fuck. Come on, man. Yeah. I had a guy coming to my stream and he was being serious. He said, uh, he said, man, I was so looking forward to Borderlands 3 until, <laughs> you know, until uh, they just announced it on Epic Shit Launcher. Yeah. I said, oh, man, that's. That's going to be a rough six months for you. Uh, I'm sure you're going to really suffer for it. Suffer hard. It's going to be bad. You know what? That guy, he's buying it on the <laughs> Epic Launcher. Bu- <laughs> He's already had a pre-ordered. He's fucking ready. <laughs> uh. Bro, how many times have gamers gone to like Reddit and shit and 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 just read over all this shit and saying boycott this book? Ain't nobody do it. No. There's like four people <laughs> out of a, out of every ten thousand that say that they're gonna fucking do that shit, and they all fold and they all buy it. Yep, and they. And they do it, and it's, it's it's where we're at. So they're all going to still buy it. So I don't know what they're on about. It's, it's I love it, dude. It's good. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's, I, I love it. I love the fact that Steam's getting punished a little bit right now. I mean, by no means are they hurting. Uh, but it is nice. It Light's going to light a fire under Steam's ass. They're going to have to start, like we said before, offering publishers more, uh, taking less of a cut. Doing more for people and 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 maybe even getting rid of some of the shovelware shit on their uh, on their platform and start that's focusing not, down. No, that's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen either. It's not going to happen. But that's great news for Epic. Epic just needs to keep every time there's a new launch. Epic just snap needs to up. snap it the fuck up. And what's so great is they own the Unreal Engine, so almost every fucking reputable game known to man. Is built oh, on that a lot a of them. A lot are of them built are. on that engine, and they're providing an extra discount. Yes, for on pe- royalties for for people, people that are using, using it. it. Yes, so you're getting like you're getting you're double dipping, super low. Yeah, which is huge for fucking it's developers massive. and publishers. It's massive, it's massive. Because people say, oh well, the developers not really seeing all this because it's the publishers making the decisions whether it's going to be on there or not. Okay, well it's also the publishers deciding whether or not the developers make the games that you fucking play. Yep. So if the publishers are getting a better cut, guess what? Better odds that you're getting a game that you may or may not want to play. Exactly. And what's what's also very telling about this, um, which I think people, I think people uh, need to realize if they haven't already. The fact that even the fact that they're given these discounts and the fact that these publishers are taking it, what does that tell you about how big Epic is and how big their launcher already is? Because Borderlands and whatever other games come out, the AAA titles, they're not going to go to Epic even at a huge discount if they didn't feel like they were still going to sell millions yes. and millions of copies Ex- yes. so the fact that they have that pull yes. that they have some serious numbers already is already proof in the pudding that this epic launcher is not going anywhere anytime soon and it's only going to get bigger and it's going to become the new norm what most people are saying right now that are upset is it's a privacy issue thing which we've already debunked before and and it's also a, it's not in my Steam list, but you can add the game 
onto your Steam profile so that you can still see the game from via Steam. Yeah, but it's not that. It's the fact that they have to put their information on the Epic. Uh, so here's the hierarchy. What generally happens when we have a conversation. And the danger about having this is that there's such a, a wide variance of where people fall on this that when we have a discussion like this, every one of them feel like we're talking directly about them. I want to make sure that everyone understands this right now before you try and crucify us or other people that don't just say, fuck Epic, okay? We're talking about people. You're not, we're not saying that you're not allowed to be upset if something isn't going the way that you want it to go. That's fine. But don't... We're talking about people that are saying, oh, was looking forward to the game, but now I'm just not going to buy it ever because they went to Epic. Or... I'm just going to, another thing I'm seeing increasing is, oh, shame that happened, going to have to pirate it now. Or people that are Whoa. going on and they're, and they're sending death threats. Pirate it from where? Pirating the games. Yeah, but, but, but okay, but, but here's the thing. If you've got a problem with it being on the epic launcher. Yes. And your problem is maybe it's not safe or yeah. whatever. Instead, I'm going to pirate the game dude don't bring some, logic into here on some don't, fucking don't, no. random ass stop stop okay because here's the thing oh that's the follow-up okay okay <laughs> 10 cent 40 percent stake in epic games so it's spyware now so what i want you guys to do is i want you to if you are concerned about that is i want you to never play a game i want you to never use any software any hardware, any anything, minimum, just on this short list. This is short. This isn't everything, but just a short taste, okay? I want you to never touch anything from Grinding Gears games, nothing from Miniclip, nothing from Riot Games, mm. nothing from, again, Epic, nothing from Activision Blizzard, mm. nothing from Ubisoft, and nothing from Supercell. Just that's a, that's a short list. I want you to look at so all the stuff that you may or may can not they play. play? Well, I also want them, <laughs> if possible, to throw this in the garbage. Just get rid of it. I want them to first pass over a rare earth magnet 48 or 49 times to fuck everything inside of it. Hit it with a sledgehammer. But I can't play Blizzard games if I don't have a phone, Adam. Burn it. And if you have a Nokia, well, you're going to have to launch it into the sun. <laughs> but for everyone else, the aforementioned steps will be just fine. Get rid of your cell phone. Entirely. I want you to then go out of your way to run all of your network at home on your own hardware mm. to put it behind your own firewall. Mm. I want you to run a VPN on a VPN. I want you to never not be in a proxy. And then on top of that, I want you to use only obfuscated platforms on that VPN. Taking it a step further, I want you to use a fake name, birthday, address, and everything for every account that you ever use online, and only give it to a select few people who want anything to do with you on a daily basis. Furthermore, I want you to open your wallet right now and take out every piece of plastic that has an NFC chip on it, and I want you to cut it up with scissors. And then when you go to the grocery store or whatever you want to use it, you just memorize up here your number. And you give it to them off the beam mm. every time. Mm. So that there's no chance that somebody walking around mm. 
swipes off on your NFC chips in your wallet. Because it's a chance, Jeff. It's you chance. never know when it can happen. But you forgot the most important part. It come for you. The most important part, what you have to do after you're done all of those things yes. to make sure mm-hmm. that you're safe. I want you to go and take a fucking tampon and stick it up your pansy ass. Uh, here, okay. Here we follow up. This is part three. I'm glad you mentioned it, Given Up 24. I like the name. It's good. It's what you should be doing right now. I feel like Jeff and Adam are missing the point that people hate Epic because they are, like I said, paying publishers to be on their launcher. You can hate Steam all you want, but they never did that. Let's break that down, shall we? Let's break it down. Because I was going to do it anyway, but let's do it with that as a highlight. Go for it, Adam. All right. Step one. Steam was borderline first to market when they came out with their platform. There wasn't really anyone else doing it to any major degree. No. PC gaming was minuscule in comparison to the size of the market that it is today. Mm. As such, they didn't have to do really dick. And in fact, they didn't. And for a long time, Steam did a series of horrible moves that a lot of people either are too young to remember... Or they're forgetting entirely. And if you want to, just go read up. I'm not going to sit here and give you the history of Steam. No, we ain't got that much time. Go do some light reading Mm. if you're bored. Having a long, lengthy, painful shit. Read about Steam for a bit. There was no need for them to do that. And by the time the market had gotten to a size in which it would be necessary for them to do that with competitors, they were already at critical mass to the point where entering the market, if you know anything about business at all, entering the market... Nigh on impossible without huge sums of money to break in. It's like that in almost any market. That's literally any market. Takes money. And so as soon as that happened, somebody usually says something like, what about good old games? What about good old games? (laughs) They're not a competitor to Steam. No. And they're financially on shaky ground right now. Yeah. They're hoping on on a hope and a prayer with the Warcraft 1 and 2 release they just put out. Please give me some more money. Please come to, to GOG. Please do it. So, Steam never did it because they never had to. They were there before it was a necessity. And now here we are. If you're wondering why console manufacturers also do that same thing and have been literally since the dawn of more than one console being on the market, there are exclusive titles. Yes. To entice customers yes. to use their platform. Yes, except that theirs costs cost money. Four to five hundred dollars. <laughs> this is free. Free. Adam. Nobody before <laughs> Epic has had the monetary cojones, the weight in their testicles. And I'm saying that metaphorically, I'm not being sexist. It's just a saying. Hmm. To try and go up against Steam. It took the creation of Fortnite and the money that that thing generated. And the traffic that thing generated. And the tens of millions of people that log in on a daily basis on that launcher. Before somebody at Epic decided to go, you know what? I think we can do this. 
There's nothing wrong with competition. I don't. I still. I don't even hey, like. Jeff. I don't even like Fortnite. Go I don't go. even like. I don't. I don't even use the Epic Launcher, dude. I will if I buy Borderlands Three. And here we go. So once again, once again, let's take a look at this right now. Is that the market is fucking weird right now? You've got a bunch of people who want to support developers and get them the best possible chance mm. at continuing to make games which unfortunately requires for the vast majority of them who aren't self-publishing publishers to give a fuck about what they're doing when epic comes around and gives such a deep fucking discount mm -hmm. for a six and then on top of that gives exclusivity money for six months to a year publishers are going to fucking eat that up mm. and even if the developers don't directly see that money, what it does is, like I said before, it says, all right, we can do this again. Especially if it sells relatively well. We can definitely do this again. Whereas before, maybe it doesn't happen that way. No. People don't want a monopoly. And have called monopoly uh, monopolistic situations for Steam forever and a day. But now that Epic is coming around and it's not exactly the competition that people want, Steam is apparently not a monopoly anymore. Because it doesn't fit their fucking narrative. And so they have to just rely on the fact that it's, oh, well, it would be true competition, Adam. True competition. If Epic wasn't doing exclusives and they were just competing with Steam on features of their launcher. Suck my ball sack. Suck it raw, suck it long, suck it hard. How can you expect Epic to come out and not offer publishers any discount or less uh, profit takings or profit sharing than Steam or any type of major exclusivity deals for short periods of time, not even indefinitely, but for six months, a year, and compete with Steam. How do you do it? You don't. You don't, obviously. Are you fucking stupid? Are you just want to burn whatever capital you had and just throw it to the fire? It's like they think that if Epic comes out and goes, Hey guys, we've got a friends list too. Oh, and by the way, we've got achievements. And a place that you can buy and trade digital goods on your games. And we're going to put hats in all of our games too so that you can continue to have the features of Steam that you know and love. Come on over to the Epic Launcher. That suddenly people are just going to fucking go there in droves? No. No. Absolutely not. You know how they do it? They get fucking exclusives and then they hope that the people at some point have a brain to think to themselves that if self-publishing indie developers and other developers underneath major publishers that are seeking a thing called money, and if you haven't been following, and again, we're going to get into this with the Bioware fucking shit that's happened, mm. that the game market has been, and for a long time, broken from a financial perspective... Go back to fucking playing Pong or some shit. I don't fucking care. You can play Tetris on a fucking t-shirt these days. Go buy that and hang out and look down at your fucking small dick. Mm. I do it on occasion. Mm. 
Just fucking stop. I know. I know. I hey, I yelled I'm, at I'm I so yelled a few weeks ago or 2 weeks ago I yelled about this. It's fucking stupid. I'm it's s- a fucking stupid ass arg there's not even an argument. Bro. And what happens is when you get involved in these discussions and they they first they usually go, "Well, it's spyware." Bring them on the show. Well, no, no, no. It's Come spy- on the show and it's, fucking it's, debate it's, it, bitch. It's spyware, right? I ain't no, you don't need to cuz I've already done it. It's spyware. So then you go are you using a Google account or Amazon? Do you remember that time that Amazon knew about that chick being pregnant before she did? Yeah. That's because they know everything about you! Adam, the reality is they're not concerned about any of that. They only care that it's not on Steam! Yes, exactly! And they can't keep using the same shit that they used to use it! That's wanna, it! They don't want to admit it! They don't want to admit that! It's gonna be something else! It's gonna be some other fucking problem! It's like a lazy cuck fuck yes. that won't go get a job and he's making an excuse! Yeah. Yes. Well, fuck! Yes! I, I'm just tired! I can't, like, every time I stand up, it hurts! It's too <laughs> fucking sunny outside! And then it's not sunny, well, it's too fucking rainy! The clouds are too gray! Fuck! It's hard to breathe in the air of an office! I just don't wanna... <laughs> fuck, no! Fluorescent tubes give me headaches! You're just fucking lazy! Karen took my pen for the fourth time this week! Jesus Christ! Just say it what it is. Say it. You're a Steam fanboy. You don't like change. You fucking hate the fact that shit is changing. Just admit it, you cocksucker. You're lazy. Yes. You, you don't, don't want to help on another fucking program. Yes. And it's free, you cunt. Just accept it. Fuck me. Own it that you're a lazy fuck. <laughs> Own it. It's not about your credit card safety. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Are you serious? They no, they're not. They're not. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Fuck! I know. I know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's sad. It's crazy. And you know what? This isn't even gonna. I'm. I, I can. I can guarantee it. This isn't even going to affect how well Borderlands does. Borderlands is going to sell like a motherfucker right now. We talked about this. This is just good press for Borderlands. Yes. Because more people are hearing about this. They're talking about this shit. And then in six months after it's done launching on Epic, it's going to be, it's going to be like another soft launch of it going on steam. And they're going to get another huge wave of sales. It's a win, 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 win for the Borderlands team. And it's a fucking win for you and I because I get to watch the cuck boys cry about this when there's nothing to cry about. I just don't get it, man. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it makes me feel bad for the developers because so many people are still blaming developers when it's the publisher making the call. Yes. Randy Pitchford comes out and goes, hey, guys, just want to remind you, the publisher made this decision. I don't make these decisions. But then he also went on to say, you know what? I actually think this is perfectly fine, especially if the uh, exclusivity would be, say, six months to a year. Because you know what? It makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Oh, my God. So there it is. So uh, there's your this week in in that. Oh, I also wanted to mention just briefly that uh, it looks like, but nobody's certain yet. Uh, that there might be some sort of loot boxy thing in Borderlands 3. Um, they should probably not do that, but we don't have any announcement about it yet. It's all speculation. 
Uh, and then the other thing that some people are whining about is if you pre-order, you get some items that give you like faster experience growth and better loot drops, which I think they even had in Borderlands 2. And honestly, who fucking isn't it a single player experience? Who fucking cares? Well, you can get four, you can get four, you know, three friends with you for four people. Well, who to play gives a it. shit? You know what? If you it mother- ain't changing any, if you motherfuckers want to spend a hundred dollars on a fucking game genie go, go that it. makes you invincible do it. and gives you the biggest, fastest guns in the first five minutes, let's fucking go. Whatever floats just your go. fucking boat. It it's doesn't not a compi- affect. It's not a competitive multiplayer game. It doesn't game. affect my motherfucking no. gaming experience. If you're dumb enough to buy a game and be able so that you're invincible and you've got a dick bigger than Mandingo and you're going to spend $100 for it, do then it! Do it! Whatever makes you happy, it's Who your money! Who cares? It's not like this it's is not a competitive game. No. game. This it's isn't not, fucking Apex. It's not changing anyone's life except for the person spending the fucking money to make it happen. Oh my god. I don't like the way you're living your life, Adam. Well, fuck. I just want to make you happy. I just want to make you proud. Fuck. I won't buy it. I'll grind like everyone else, Jeff. I'll do it. Bioware. Hit that like button. <laughs> Bioware. Um... Next on the list of major developers who are running their employees literally into the ground, short of death, uh, in the worst ways possible, resulting in AAA titles that are more like D-list actors in Hollywood. Of course, we speak of Anthem. And for all of its glitz and glam for how good it looks, it's a pretty shallow experience. Mm. That has done nothing for pretty much anyone. And, uh, just like uh, in the past, one of the, if not only good writers that Kotaku actually employs. His name is uh, Jason uh, Jason Scryer. I think is how you pronounce that last name. Mm. I've seen his stuff in the past. One of the few good writers out there, especially when he does these kind of things. Uh, kind of uh, interviews and almost like an expose type stuff. Uh, I was outlining what went wrong with Anthem. So, the long short of it is that just kind of like what we saw with Rockstar with crazy crunch times and burnout like what like mad was that um oh, what's his name Soderlund or whatever the the head of EA um really stuck his dick where it didn't belong about a thousand times over <clears throat> and what it resulted in from top down was that there was no direction. This game was in development for like six or seven years. And the only real, honest to God, production happened in the last 18 months, mm. with the bulk of it being the last year Get before launch. Fucked. On a seven-year dream, bro. Can you imagine, as an employee, being involved in a project so heavily for seven years, and then basically resetting the fucking clock mm-hmm. once every nine months mm-hmm. for seven years mm-hmm. and then sprinting on zero energy and nubs for legs to the finish line, face planting over the finish line. And then of course, when it gets released, everyone goes, fuck you for releasing this shit video game, mm. not knowing why it was shit in the first place. Mm. Rough. How, can you like, 
I would feel I would want to kill myself. Like I just I just like how much does that seven years, Jeff? That is as long it's basically our as our career. Yes. So imagine us putting all this this time and effort uh, and effort in, and then it amounts to literally nothing. No success, no nothing. And then on top of that, a bunch of people just shit on you uh, on you and then try and dismantle your entire fucking work. It's a bad feeling. That's garbage. It's horrible. And so Sutherland comes down <clears throat> and says, uh, when the game first, uh, first of all, it was a different name entirely. I can't remember what the name of the game was supposed to be, but they ended up not being able to secure rights to the game. So like last minute change to Anthem, which made no sense to anyone. Um, and for good reason, because it didn't actually tie into anything story-wise that the game had whatsoever. It was just their backup, one of their backup names uh, when they couldn't get the other name. What a gong show. They literally, when I said re, like reset the clock, they would, I mean, from the narrative to how the gameplay was coming along, they would do a bunch, they'd send it out, they'd get shot down, they'd be swapping employees out, new writers, new fucking whatever, start over. Here we go again. Nope, not good enough. Start over. <clears throat> go again. Nope, not good enough. Start over. And then at one point, flying wasn't even in the game. And then they kind of worked it in last second before sending it over to Sutherland, uh, Sutherland again, uh, going into E3 where we saw that trailer with the flying down from like the top and everyone yep. was like, oh. that is exactly like what Apex. they showed to him. Yeah, exactly what they showed to him. And he was like, this is it. This is the game I've been waiting for. And so basically from that point was where they had... They had, most of that was faked, that whole thing, like most E3 demos, right? They didn't really have a single mission written, anything done, nothing from that point, from that E3. So from that E3 video that we saw, the employees went full tilt until release, still asked for or needed like three more months, but EA demanded it was released within their fiscal year end, which was March, so they had to release February. So they had no choice. The game comes out in the state that it is. Hot mess. To make it worse is that this was un- also under the direction where they have... So Bioware has, I think, three studios in total. But the two main ones are uh, Vancouver, which is the original Bioware headquarters. And then they have one down in the, in the, uh, in the States. Can't remember which state it is uh, off the top of my head. And then they have one more. And the one in the States is the one that did the Old Republic MMO. So they, they had experience with an online multiplayer game. That never got fucking used. Every time they were like, hey, we uh, may... N- no. <laughs> and, and we got to the point where, where uh, it was all under this initiative where all of the Bioware studios were supposed to work together and not on separate games anymore. So once Andromeda was finished, they brought everyone into the fold. And all of those different divisions were just fucking button heads. Mm. And apparently... Now, I don't know if you would have saw this at any point or heard it at any point, but people were calling the Andromeda team like the fucking oh they're in, I think the Andromeda team's in, in Montreal or some shit like that <clears throat> they're calling them like the B team or the C team oh, get for fucked. Bioware mm. and, and the, the ranking order was Vancouver mm. the one in the states and then the one that did Andromeda was dead last mm. but apparently that's actually internally also how they kind of were mm. seen 
And so there was like this hierarchy. Be, yeah, the hierarchy on top of it. And you so you can the imagine. Team, bitches. And everyone's on edge because the shit's been re rolled a thousand fucking times and deadlines are coming and everyone's losing their minds. They lost a whack of high level employees. And then they lost a, a whack of. Uh, Employees that have been there at the company forever and ever and ever, like, you know, uh, artists, etc., uh, that just straight up fucking left. I'm done. There are some that went on, like, leave and never really managed to get back because they were so fucked. Mm. Like, this whole process for Anthem, uh, going from uh, Andromeda straight to Anthem, just fucked everything. It was a gong show from getting the end. There was, it's a miracle the game came out looking and playing as it did. Mm. And when they had their their uh, the pre-launch test done <clears throat> to see how it was going to likely end up in the market, uh, the the testers were like, "This is probably going to be if you get a little bit of polish, you're in the the 70s on Metacritic," is what we're guessing this is going to be. That didn't happen. No, like, like a 50s somewhere. They died on arrival. It was bad, horrible, like real bad for a game this hype. Um, so Rick- it was uh. It was crazy, but so, this is to the point we were just talking about with the Epic and stuff when it comes to time and money and how broken the game development cycle is right now. This is like the third time in the last, what, two years that we've seen major publishers have this happen to their employees or with games. Yeah. And when is it going to fucking end? Well, the games, uh, I was talking about this on my stream yesterday and, and I was saying that these developers, the publishers, are they're getting fucked right now. They're getting fucked because the the gaming market is in a weird place where everything is free to play, um, or at least everything's expected to be free to play. Um, we're in this battle royale. We went from we went from mobas to battle royales essentially. Yeah. So you go from one free to play market to the other. A lot of these developers try to develop MOBAs. Some of them, a lot of them failed. Some of them were like, eh, and Made then their failed. Money back Made and their then money failed. and then failed. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then now we're sort of the same place with the Battle Royales. You take a look, and, it, and it's... It, and Is it the quality of games these days? I'm not, I'm not quite so sure. Because a game like Anthem, or a game like... Um, uh, Battlefield, uh, or a game like uh, what other games come out recently that that hadn't done well but aren't terrible games? You know, almost all of them. Almost all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the, and I think a lot of this is is it's the market right now, um, and unfortunately, these developers they're they're old school, right? They're enough. There's enough new school there, but they're still old school. So they think that their old ways are going to continue to work, and the market is saying they're not. We're seeing what's happening not only with Blizzard Activision. They fucking they they I have I have never seen a juggernaut like Blizzard take such a massive fall in the run of the last eighteen months. It's scary. Like their games, not only the 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 quality of of their updates and stuff are just come off lazy and and complacent and and almost like a fuck you to the fans like almost like a we don't give a fuck what you think we're gonna keep doing what we do because we're we're this huge juggernaut we're seeing it with blizzard we see it with ea seeing it with with uh uh uh, bethesda 
I mean, we're seeing it with. Oh, we need to talk about Bethesda after oh, this I, one. Oh, we're seeing it with the mall, bro. Yeah, we're seeing it with the mall. Yeah, the ones that are doing well are are the ones. There are a couple like Rockstar still doing very very well. Yep. I mean, they're they're doing their thing. You know, hats off to them. And they're they still they're also burning their employees all, out like crazy. Oh, fucking right, they are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then you've got now you've got uh, the guys over at Apex. They've done something special. Yep. Uh, Epic, obviously, they're changing the game completely, literally, yeah. and they're pissing people off in the process. Exactly. They're disrupting the entire market, not only game wise, but also launcher wise and, and, and how games are being developed. Um, so I think what it is, Adam, is these they don't know. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They they don't know how to. uh to adapt to where games are today. And I think a lot of them are are going to just keep doing what they're doing until the, the, the market comes back to like full circle to where they're in demand now of, of these games. And it's scary enough is I think we're starting to come around to that now. I think people are starting to want more single player experiences again. I think people are getting burnt out of, of their battle royales of their, of their MOBAs and all this other stuff. Cause we're starting to see the come around again and people are getting excited for single player games. Uh, it just so happens that a lot of these triple A uh, publishers now are stuck are now trying to produce what people are now getting sick of. And by the time the games come out, People are already like, we don't want this shit anymore, and they're just not doing well. Anthem is basically Destiny. That's what it is, man. It's a des. It's it's a. And here's something fun. Okay, so internally, when the game was being developed, nobody was allowed to talk about or make comparisons to Destiny. And so, what ends up happening there Heroes is Heroes of the Storm. Is Heroes the of the Storm is the it's development? A, it's a it's a brawler. It's not a MOBA. But they weren't able to learn from everything that Destiny had learned over the course of their development because they weren't allowed to make comparisons or even talk about Destiny internally during the production of Anthem. It's Destiny, man. It's it's a shittier version of Destiny. That's what it is. And if you're coming out in 2019, you better it better be a way better version of Destiny. It better be everything that Destiny isn't, but all the stuff that Destiny is, but better. Uh, and, and then adding to the stuff that they wish you could get. And that's pretty much what Apex did in the Battle Royale sector. They took everything that was great about uh, about all the other uh, Battle Royales, and then they they kind of commingled it all together into one cohesive game with hackers, but the, the, the fundamentals are, are there, and that's what made them great. That's what makes them... It's not another, oh, it's not another Fortnite clone or another yeah. PUBG clone. We've already yeah. got those games. We've already got a Destiny, you know? So that's... That's where games are right now. Uh, I'm happy. I'm. I'm. I know I'm cynical about it, but I'm happy to see these developers just fucking shit the goddamn bed. I feel bad for the people working there because those yeah. are hardworking people. Their there's, dream is like, to make video games. They go to school. Always, they do all this stuff. There's always like in life. There's always a generation that that ends up having to be the one that takes the fall yes. for the generation it's, that comes after them. And we are unfortunately this is seeing this is it. the generation Look right now. how many now. people have been fired or let go from developing games over the yeah. last two years. Not even and in the last year, because as soon as one, one company does it, everyone, everyone does it to reduce the exactly, bad PR. Because, oh, they're doing it, and oh, they're a bigger company. They've got the headlines. We yeah. can just sweep it under the rug. People forget about it faster. And the reason why, it's and it's not because video game uh, industry is getting smaller. No. It's getting bigger. Yeah. It just means your games 
are not identified. You're not doing a good job at producing what people want. And you're and you're rushing shit out, and you're not you're you're you know still it's just a fucking mess. Well, man. even Anthem, I mean that's and, and therein lies some of the problem. Anthem wasn't even rushed out; it was a seven year development. Well, it was it was but it was only, rushed. It was rushed to get out. Yes, but it wasn't rushed in the development. They just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And it's another example in this case. It's another example of EA getting whenever EA gets involved with their developers, the game dies. Yes, it burns up in orbit. Before yes. it even hits Earth, it's already dead. EA is worried about the shareholders. Sutherland and they is need- fucking everything up. The only game that EA <laughs> is attributed to recently that has success is ironically yeah. the one that they had no hand in. I know. It's crazy, huh? That should tell Patrick yes. to get his hands yes. out of the cookie jar yes. and worry about being a fuckboy on the E3 stage just telling sweet little lies like Todd Howard. That's all he has to do. Mm-hmm. And then leave the developers to do their jobs. Because you obviously don't know what the fuck you're talking about. If you don't have trust in the people that are making your games, then fire them and and hire people that you trust to do the shit right. Know your role, man. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. So so there it is with them. Not a huge surprise. It's no. a it's a fail. It's a I fail. Feel, I feel horrible for the developing like God, the people it, in the yeah, develop within Bioware uh, across the board. It's nobody's really nobody's fault below the management. It's, it was it's a, a man- top down it's, problem. It's a management issue. Hundred percent. It's a management issue. And now, unfortunately, they've lost a lot of their their key players. Good from every position imaginable. Good. Some of them have already gone off to make up. I can't remember the name of the company. New company just announced they're making their first game. Mm, so they're off doing their thing. Fucking let's let's go. Put it on the Epic Launcher. I was just about to say. <laughs> put on the goddamn Epic Launcher and make as much money as you can and make great yes, games. Do it. Make good fucking video games. So to your point about where things are, here's how I see it. Is that is that I think I think we're we have to be getting to a point where we've reached critical mass for how how bombastic games can be the scope of games i think i've said this on the podcast a million times now scope of games gotten too fucking big mm-hmm. and what it results in is you get these games as a service type deal where a major developer will release a game that is one tenth of a fucking video game mm. and then you pay 60 dollars for it mm-hmm. and then uh or 80 dollars in canada and then you uh, over the course of the next two to three years you get the remaining percentage of of that game that should have been all yes. there in one go. Yes. And instead of the 60 or 80 bucks, you spend 120 to 160 dollars. Yes. By the end of it, which for them means they can they can make more money uh and reuse assets and make that all work from a financial perspective, all because the scope of the game otherwise would be too big for them to go away yeah. and do all of it at once, release it and shebang. It's too risky, too expensive. Yep. So I think games need to fucking bring it down. Unless unless you're it, unless you're Rockstar. Bring it back in a bit. Unless you're Rockstar and you know what the fuck but you're doing. But even they need to cuz they're going to kill their employees. Yeah, they yeah, are, so no, that's true. The, like they they need is to, true. Yeah, yeah. They need to they need, they need to, to fucking pipe reel it down. that bad boy in a bit. But I'm right? with you. I'm with you. The games just need to get a little bit more concise. 
a little bit more focus. Because it's getting too they're expensive. Do, yeah. And they're just, they're just doing too much, Too complicated man. to do. Just they're just doing bring, too much, Just man. bring it back. Whatever happened to just good storytelling, you know? That's like when Naughty Dog game comes out. You're just enjoying a game. Yeah. There, there isn't this... Because what happens when you have a game like Anthem, right? Which is a beautiful looking game. Is that that's only impressive for the first two hours that you play it. Yep. And then nobody's really paying that close attention You get desensitized anymore. to the beauty. It's just at another... That point, at that point, what matters? Am I having fun with this video game? That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Now, if the visual, from an artistic perspective, is integral to the storytelling that you're having, mm. that doesn't even necessarily mean that the fidelity of the graphics have to be fucking through the roof and re- super hyper-realistic. No. It just means that it has to fit with what you're doing. Adam, it's a relationship. That's all it is. It's a relationship. I want to... If you're with a woman... And she's a beautiful woman. And you're like, man, I was at a bar. I met this chick, man. She is hot as fuck. You take her home. You have a good time. You do this for all week. Go three times in the run of a week. At the end of the day, when you wake up in the morning and after the fun is kind of seeped through, you've kind of, you've nutted several times now. She's beautiful. That's great. But do you like her? Do you like waking up next to her? Did she? Can you talk to her? You thought with your dick. Does she have bad breath? Probably. Does not worse than can, mine though. Can you? Can you? Can you literally just sit and enjoy their company? Because it's a it's a grind. It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be the long You're stretch. You're the here. long haul. It's the same as a video game. These types of video games. Oh sure, I can bust a nut and have a good time and tell you how beautiful looking shit you are. I'm gonna use you for a little bit. I only but need forty five seconds for that. That's it. But eventually, that's all going to come down and reality is going to sink in. Eventually, you're 60. Yes. And you're not as attractive anymore, so you can't really go for that. No. Not Can every, I have a not conversation? Not is Helen Mirren. Can I listen to her voice? Yes. Is it going to drive me crazy? Yeah. And if the answer is, well, I don't know, your game probably isn't very good. <laughs> and it most certainly isn't very good on a 10-year development commitment. No. And yearly seasonal passes that's costing me money. Bitch, I already spent the goddamn money on the first few dates. I ain't trying to spend 80 bucks every six months for the same play that I'd gotten before. I'd rather taste something that's not as attractive that's a better damn time. That I can play for years on end and not get sick of it. Like a good sushi meal. Mmm. I'm not trying to eat lobster every night. I love me some lobster. But I'm telling you right now, you eat enough of that shit. You don't want lobster you don't anymore. You don't want lobster anymore. Probably go for your bank account if you didn't. And that. Same with the games. Yes. Good for my bank account. Give me one fucking game <laughs> that's 40 hours long. That's a great time. Give me a game that's 12 hours long. That's a great time. Give me a game that's fucking six hours long. Just make it a good game. Please. Please! And this is why I like Epic's whole thing, right? Is that when you get such a deep a deep discount, especially if you use the Unreal Engine, which is already a solid, flexible engine to begin with, sure shit better than the fucking EA Frostbite fuck show that he's pushed on every single fucking studio to make every single game that it has no right... No! It allows for a chance that developers still on the bigger side of development, can self, perhaps, consider self-publishing. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And that gets the the Sutherlands the fuck out of your hair and out of your pants. And watch how good games start to become again. And then watch what watch fucking them. happens. Just watch. Just watch. Let the developers do what they're good at. Develop. Make video games. <laughs> Worry about the business side. Right? Sutherland should be worried about the fact that he's done a shit job and now FIFA's the only thing propping up the entire fucking company. And some people would say, well, they're never going to go back to it because they can't make the money. Well, that's just it. If developers... There, there's going to be a generation where this collapses. Mm-hmm. It's too big. Mm-hmm. They're too fucking big! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can't support their own weight! Mm-hmm. <sighs> but just as a side note to that Bioware thing, just because I've reminded myself when I was saying that last bit, is that they had a very similar situation with Dragon Age Inquisition, which was, I believe, the first game that they, uh, Bioware was forced to use the Frostbite engine to create. Mm. And Frostbite had literally zero systems in place <clears throat> to make something like Dragon Age mm. Inquisition. It was made for first-person shooters, not third-person RPGs. RPGs. There wasn't even a save system implemented. They had to build so much from scratch just because they were forced to use Frostbite. Gong show. Ironically, probably losing them more money than if they had just... Stuck with the original. ...gotten a different engine that was suited for the fucking task. Mm. Imagine spending all those years and how hard it is to make games as it is. And then do it with an engine that's fighting you every fucking step of the way because you're yeah, doing we'll shit. Fig- isn't- we'll figure it out, Adam. We'll, you know, we'll fig- they'll figure it it's out. That's fine. Go yeah, figure it out. Go figure that's it out. That's your job. Yeah. Go do it. We've got 18 months. And so Let's a lot of employees were, were apparently kind of low-key hoping that Dragon Age Inquisition wouldn't be successful uh, because it was rushed quite su- substantially because of the engine problems. It's just so happens that at that time, Bioware still had all of their gods Mm. And they pulled it the fuck off mm. and released a game that did extraordinarily well. And they were all happy about it, but at the same time they went, fuck, because now they're going to think that this is gonna okay. going to set a precedent here. Yeah. This is, this precedent is be the has new been norm. set, and now all of a sudden Rip. we're fucked. Rip. And now here we are with Anthem, and now Anthem is the one that's taking it. Now Anthem's the 55 Metacritic shit show. Get fucked. What's next? Fuck Anthem. Todd Howard. <laughs> Give me one of these podcasts, bro. Come on, bro. Well, that's why I got the, the happy stuff. Maybe I should have sprinkled the happy in between. Should have sprinkled. Maybe. I'll, I'll save that thought for next time. But hey, more Cyan World Games coming. Buckle up for that. They're, and they're, they're self-publishing because they're doing it through Kickstarter. Yeah. They know what's up. They know what the fuck is they up. They know what's up. I can guarantee their game won't suck either. Exactly. On 1.7 million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um... Something that actually did surprise me, but at the same time, maybe it doesn't surprise me. Jeff, if I said to you that at E3, only a couple months away, we were not going to see or hear in any capacity anything <clears throat> about Starfield or Elder Scrolls Six, would that shock you? You know what? A year ago, I would have said yes. <laughs> now, I'm just going to say, no, it doesn't shock me, Adam. It doesn't shock me. It just pisses me off. That's what it does. Then why are you even there? 
Why are you even there? Well, that well, are you what, here and to sell us another is, fucking Skyrim? Well, that's my question: is what are they going to show at Skyrim at E three? Skyrim. Do they have another? Do they have another Wolfenstein thing? Skyrim. <laughs> that's what we're going <laughs> to get. No. More. No. Fucking. I know. No. Skyrim. No. no. Free to play now. No. Don't. This. More Skyrim. Dude, this is the twenty. I think it's the twentieth, twenty fifth anniversary of the Elder Scrolls franchise, and they're not even they're and not even announcing. They're we're God. not getting anything about Elder Scrolls Six. We're not getting anything about anything. It's just all they got for Elder Scrolls that when they announced that they weren't going to say anything at E three was they showed a little mini what's mini over, snippets. What's the over under of this, Adam? What's the over under of the fact that they shit the bed so? fucking hard with Fallout. I mean, dumped all over Fallout 76. Yeah. What's the over-under mm. of their fucking announcement they did last year? Mm. That it was a Hail Mary, that it was like, we are fucked right now. Mm. We don't actually have a goddamn game. And we are, we, this was an idea. We ain't, this hasn't been in development. Mm. Make us a a 15 second clip it, snip it. And 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 here it is, guys. Get excited about something. Let me. What's the over under of that? Let me. That let, they don't actually have a game, Adam. Let me answer that with this. Todd Howard thought that Fallout seventy six was a success, and he had talked about that in a roundtable just recently, boasting about the millions of players and the fact that it was a success aside from a couple of bugs. There's your answer. To follow that up more, Elder Scrolls 6 is technically in some sort of development. Enough that they showed micro snippets about the fact that they're upgrading how they're doing uh, texture work and, and, and modeling with, uh, oh, what's the technical term for it? Photogrammetry? Uh, I, I actually don't know how to fucking pronounce that. It's basically you go out and you take pictures of shit, and then you map that shit directly into the fucking engine. So it's their way of... Yay. Oh, also, to get some good PR. You know, you we've probably... I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast before, but you ever hear about Skyrim Grandma on YouTube? I have. Yes. Okay. She's in the game. She's, She's going in, the, in game the game now. Yes, they right. mapped her in. Congrat She's going to be a character. Congratulations, Nan. Todd Howard just patting himself on the back for that softball of a PR move. Uh, the irony being, Skyrim Grandma is going to be dead before Elder Scrolls Six comes out. Yes. This will be. This will be basically her in you know the afterlife. Yes. She must well be. Forever. She must well be in an ancestral tomb in Morrowind as I a ghost. If they paid her for this. Probably not. Todd Howard. But if they did, cool, great, awesome. I don't know. But Todd Howard thought that Fallout 76 was a success, and that alone should scare the fuck out of you. The fact that we're not hearing anything about Elder Scrolls 6, or more specifically, Starfield. Starfield surprises me more than, 70, uh, than, uh, than Elder Scrolls 6, I should say. Because <coughs> Elder Scrolls 6, we know, was already going to come out after Starfield anyway. So we knew that there was a game in the queue ahead of that. But the fact that we're not seeing anything about Starfield, that fucking weirds me out. Because we know they're using the same engine. I think that's why. Again, we, I think that's why we ain't seeing it. I think that's why is because I think they're just scared. People are just gonna be like, "Fuck you, man!" Just like fuck this game. Because I, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. He can say whatever he wants to say. Followed seventy six was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster of a game. It looked like a steaming pile of ass. 
It played like ass. Every streamer I've seen that streamed that game did nothing but shit on it. There's endless amounts of clips of people just shitting all over that game and how broken and bad it is. Hell, when they even got Ninja to fucking, they paid Ninja to play that game with fucking Rick and Morty. That was the most awkward, painful shit I have ever seen on Twitch. That shit was, that is some next level cringe bro some next level cringe dude there's nothing and if they if they come and they show us footage of the new star whatever the fuck and it looks like fallout 76 if it looks like any bethesda title in the last decade it's people are just going to be fuck you they're going to be like no they're not going to be excited about this this is the last thing they want right now fall uh, bethesda needs some good grace they need like a good six months of awesome or just not shit before they can bring us dumb us back down to reality again. They come back out and they show us some Fallout 76 Skyrim looking shit that we've already seen over the last God knows how long on every platform, including a fridge. We don't care. We don't care because it's going to be the same. If people don't understand that they're going to get the exact same recycled game as what we've always gotten with a different chipset, they're higher than a motherfucker. That's Dude, what we're getting, bro. That's it. That's why they're not showing it. It's the same engine. It's the same He's engine. Our, Todd's already sprinkled it in interviews fuck. over time about why they're still using He's the same engine. It's not going to change. salesman, oh, bro. Oh, my God. He gets on stage 16 times the detail. We've never had so many people at Bethesda working on a single title ever. It's going to be the greatest experience there's going to be some bugs. <laughs> Show me Skyrim Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> See, I made a joke about the bugs and everything. No, we know. We know. <laughs> but we won't fix them. No. Fuck them. It's the same shit. Same yes. bugs from games that are fucking over 10 years old. They're appearing in brand new games because it's the same engine doing the same shit. And it's not going to change. No. And I fucking told you if they did that with Elder Scrolls 6 that I'd probably not play it. And I'm fucking serious. I don't think, I honest to God, I don't think that Bethesda has it in them anymore. I think they're done. Yes. I think Bethesda's done. Yes. I think Todd knows it. And I've said it before. If Elder Scrolls 6 and or Starfield come out and they are not fucking God tier. They're done. They need, or the company is done. It's Dunsky. The franchises are dead. Todd Howard retires. Yep. It's over. And that's the show. It's over. It's wild, dude. It blows my mind. I said it when I did my Fallout 4 review. One of my first reviews I did video reviews for when I started doing the shit uh, a few years back. And I said it there. I said, this is the last game that people will allow them to do this shit. Bro, it's 2019. And now it's 2019, it's 2019, and Fallout 76 popped, and what happened? People went, fuck you. Bro, and their next games are going to be on the same fucking engine, man. It's crazy, dude. Take some of that dirty money and innovate, man. Jesus Christ. Because that's the problem, is that they have all this money right now. Take the money. If they get into a situation where the money's not there anymore, they're going to be like some of these other major developers where they've just squandered away all their time where they could take risks. Yep. That's it. That's it, bro. And now they really do have to use the same engine. Yes, bro. Because they can't afford to otherwise. You know what they are right now? They're leg TV. Yes. After leg TV had the run. Yeah. On the we, way should out. Have, we should have innovated. <laughs> we didn't. We sat on the same engine for too many goddamn years. Way too long. And now, 
We can't even innovate. You know what our innovation <laughs> is? This podcast. podcast. But yet we're still stuck. And, exactly. in order, and in order for the podcast to get funded, yeah. we have to innovate with more When She's Fails replays. That's right. That's that's where we're that's at. That's where we're at. And that's where Bethesda's going. And guys, for the love of Christ, Bethesda, don't become lag TV. <laughs> innovate and create. Spread your wings while you've got the money and the fan base. Don't throw it away because there's going to come a point in time. Where you're just going to be left in a pocket. And you have to stay in that pocket whether you like it or you don't. And motherfuckers, if you come out with the same games again, it's over. And the ones that enjoy the same pocket will sit there and it'll be fine and you'll you'll just survive. You won't live. You'll survive. For a time. For a time. Then you'll die. (laughs) That's slow like, death. Slow, slow death. Slow death. But I want, now I really want to know what we see at E3. My most my most like interest right now is what the fuck does Bethesda show at E3? Do they even have a show? Are they going to announce like a month before it happens? Skyrim. We're not even showing up. Skyrim. Now exclusive to Just, the Epic Games launcher. Yes. It's coming on Epic Games launcher. <laughs> And guess what, guys? It's available now. Right now. Right now. Go and download that shit via Epic Launcher. Go. Show me Skyrim on Samsung Bixby. Stadia. Skyrim on Stadia. (laughs) Skyrim Skyrim will be a launch title for Stadia. Just everywhere. Just give it. Just put it on everything, bro. Fuck. That's what it is. Name your firstborn child Skyrim and we'll send you a free copy of Skyrim. That's it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Max is black. Yeah. Hit me up with the sounds of movies whoa, and TV. Whoa. Wait, what? There's more. Oh, wait, there's more? What else happened this week? I, I thought know, there was another. I thought there was another is thing. More? I thought there was another big thing that went down. I don't know if I have the heart. What else happened in, in video game related shit? Because I heard something the other day. Oh, uh, Sega Mini. Oh shit! That's right. Nobody even put that uh, in. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, Sega yeah. The Mini. Sega Mini, and it's got some fire game. That's a we positive, Ooh. positive news. Yes, positive. Yes. I'm gonna get. Let me try and find positive this. News. Positive. Yes. 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 And it's about old video games. And it's on a fucking system I don't really care about all that much, but I'm still. But goddamn yes, it, Gunstar it. Heroes is on it. That dude, I, I by was, itself. Yes, I dude, I was so happy. I was so fucking happy when I saw Gunstar Heroes on this motherfucker. Yes. Um. Okay. So for those who don't know. Sega has officially coming up with their mini. Now, there are all kinds of random little mini Sega things that you can buy that you could buy for this years. Is the, this, this is, is the, the official, official Sega yes. mini HDMI yes. thingy bobber. Is the cable longer than a foot and a half? Hopefully. <laughs> um, they've got some fire titles here. They've The first games got announced. And h- how many games in total is it going to be on there? I can't remember. 40. That's so, a lot of games, They're given 40, and they named 10. It's a lot of games. Okay, so ten, here, here are the ten. 
some fire in this list too. So uh, Echo the Dolphin. I think that's how you. It's Echo, right? Which e- you think is a. You think yeah, it is Echo. Yeah, yeah it's Echo. Echo. You I, think that's a bad game? You'd be wrong. No, it's actually not a bad game. It's a good I game. Have, I have that game. You do. I do. Um, Castlevania Bloodlines. Fire, which is arguably the best Castlevania of all time. People yeah. are fucking love that yes. Castlevania. Uh, I wasn't a big Castlevania player, but. For those Castlevania lovers out there, that that's a good Symphony one. of the Night or like the Battles yes. It Out. Yes. Uh, we got Space Harrier 2. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, too. Uh, Shining Force. Yeah, also yeah. Also a very good game. Yeah. Uh, this I haven't played. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I don't know what that is, don't but know it sounds it like a sex move. Then we've got Toe Jam and Earl. That's a good That's a good game, man. I could go for a new Toe Jam and Earl. I've fucked with one of those right now. I mean, it's basically like Rayman for yes. the most part. Yeah, it's a good. They're, they're good games. These are yeah. some classics, man. Uh, then a game I haven't heard of or played: Cos- Cosmic Zone. Comic Zone. You oh, mean. Comic Zone. Which dude? I haven't played. You've it. Not Don't played know Comic Zone. Never played. Have it. you seen it? No. Oh. That is that. It's not a puzzle game, is it? No. Okay. It's a. It's a side scroller. It is, dude. Just look it up real quick. Just give yourself a little peek, dude. You play through comic strips and shit. It's kind of like Beautiful Joe before Beautiful Joe was a thing. Ooh. It is Ooh. fire. Okay. Fire. So it's kind of looking. Damn, so many dude. Sega. Dude, Sega had some good games, bro. Dude, man. Dude, comic Zone is no joke. Damn, I'm seeing it. it looks like a almost like a like Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time, yes, type shit. Uh, okay, so there's that. Then they have uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, obviously you're gonna put a Sonic on there. Uh, at least at least one. At least one. I, I want one, two. They'll probably three. they'll probably put all of them on. Like one, two, and three minimum. Yeah. Then we've got two fire games here at the end. Oh. Altered Beast. Oh, that game is dope as fuck. And I have the uh, the the variant of uh, the console, uh, the full inbox, because they came out with uh, with the combo pack of Altered Beast and the Sega Genesis console. Ooh, I have that. Very nice. It's a dope game. And then the cream. We are, we haven't had cream yet. I guess this has been like ninety eight percent cream. This is the cream. Okay. Gunstar Heroes. Oh man, I got that shit. Up there somewhere. It's here somewhere. And oh. we even did a playthrough of that. Yes. On Lag TV. Dude, Gunstar Heroes is so good. Comic Zone. Dude, Sonic. those are the first 10 of 40 games. I mean, you know there's going to be some shit in there. Oh, there's going to be some shit. There's going to be some shit. There's going to be... If I, there better Do you know be what better be on there? Fucking Road Rash. There better be Streets of Rage Streets of there. Rage. Road Rash needs to be on there. I think we're going to see... Um, uh, mutant League hockey or Mutant League football. Yes. One of those types of that would uh, be Mutant dope. Leagues. Um, we're probably going to see Shinobi on there. Mm, that's, a, that's a classic. That's another good one. Um, yeah. I mean, Prince of Persia might be on there. Dude, there's some there's, there's some, some good there's some wild, good Sega games wild games on there. So uh, you know this is a good lineup for Sega. This is infinitely more impressive than the PlayStation Gong Show that they came out with. Which is already now like $39. You can buy that shit now for like, that didn't sell very well. Ask me if I'm going to buy it for $39. I'm probably going to, just because I'm well, a collector. Well, it makes sense. And I won't open it. I'm not going to. No, I know you're not. Definitely not. Uh, but when that came out, that shit was like 115 Canadian. Yeah. That was a huge note. Now it's like 39 bucks. Still a huge note. 
Yes, it's really still a huge <laughs> it's no. It's still a huge no. Uh, there's some really garbage on that on that console, and they should have had a lot more games they did. But, you know, that's Sony. Uh, that's That was the last... I knew there was yeah, one other thing, but that, that, that was... good a, you remember that, because I saw that uh, early in the week, and, and then, yeah, totally vapor-locked I will on be, it. I will be buying this uh, Sega Classic for show, and uh, the classic that I'm looking for the most of all time, give me that N64. Oh, that's a tough one to do. Give me that N. The controller really makes that like a tough. Give them N64 controllers. Well, no, I I understand that, but I want to say that of all the classic game controllers that we get, Mm. that's the most expensive Mm. and more most difficult to produce. I mean, look at all the other controllers. I am I am willing to pay the eighty nine or ninety nine ninety nine. Canada, if you're I, paying a, you're paying $139 Canadian for an N, N64 Mini. That's steep. Because it's the N64, okay, bro. Okay, well, here it is. N64. If I can get two controllers that are legit N64-like controllers, yeah. and they give me 20-plus games, yeah. I'm buying it for 139 Canadian. I'm buying it for 139 Canadian. But they got to give me the cream, man. They gotta, they gotta put in some fucking fire. Like they gotta have those. They gotta have the Ocarina of Time. They gotta have the Mario sixty four. They gotta have the Mario Kart. They gotta have the Golden Eye. They, I mean, just Golden Eye alone. Yeah. On HDMI for your boys to play on that shit is it's selling. Speaking it's, of, of it's golden selling. things, you know what else the Sega needs? Golden Axe. Mm. Oh, that's gonna be on there. That's got. It's got to be on there. That's got to be on there. And what's nice about the 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 Sega one? Is all we need is just the one system forever because the the catalog for Sega it's a big catalog but the classics there's a there's a finite amount of yeah like, it's not as broad yeah, yeah. classics yeah, yeah. you look at something like the Nintendo like uh, the NES or the SNES minis they gave us a snippet but I mean they could add another I mean they could do the version two with another fucking well there's just a lot more people producing for Nintendo and then Nintendo themselves putting out a lot of really good games that that kind of helps that catalog uh, uh, along yep Um, All right, so this is the part we're going into movies and TV hit hit that like button if you haven't already we're trying to get 650 likes yes it's episode 100 it is. And we got some super chats in here. Uh, let me scroll up and see them. I don't know why they're not pinning to the top, but uh, Pop-Tarts with two bucks. Pop-Tarts, chocolate Pop-Tarts? Pretty fire. fire. Uh, and Diedrich. 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 Diedrich with, uh, with ten bucks Thank as you. well. So very profitable uh, Thank you. Uh, podcast indeed. Bless. We even had that 27-something, a couple of twos, a 50. So we appreciate the love. And if you guys want to support... Um, you can go to patreon.com slash lag TV. We just fell under 2,500 again. It happened. So now we need to get back there. <sighs> I believe we're at 2,486. Doing well. By the time we're done this podcast tonight. Yeah. I'd love to see the 25. I think we can do it. It's just my OCD hurts. And just as a tangent here with, with, uh, technical offer, or not a tangent, but in, in, uh, the same vein here. To give you an update on the physical goods, yep. since we've talked about it the last few weeks. So I uh, have been in the process of talking with uh, Canada Post and uh, and trying to figure out the best way to get these things out because they're not going to be cheap. No. So we're trying to find a way to get them to you guys in reasonable time and not cost way too much money. Yes. 
Uh, and so I, I just ordered another set of tubes to be smaller than the ones we had because we really didn't need those were enormous tubes for what we're putting in there. There's some big ass tubes. Some big ass tubes. Let me show you guys those big ass tubes yeah. while Adam's explaining it to you. Yeah, so we some really massive tubes that would have cost a fortune and they didn't have caps. So I got some smaller ones that uh, that will hopefully do the job better and will reduce the shipping cost as well and, and by proxy hopefully the time. Yeah, see that's just... These are the big ass tubes. That's just... They're are, they're two feet long, I mean that just that's just too much. Yeah. The ones I got are eighteen inch, so we can roll the uh, the posters on the short side so that they'll fit in perfectly fine. We'll get the pins and stuff in there. Uh, so we got that coming, and then I set up the uh, a little businessy account, mm. and then I'm gonna stop in the post office and have a little chit chat with them because there's a lot of international people that have requested their. Um, uh, their swag and all that obviously requires forms to be filled out for shipping stuff out so I want to try and like see if there's a way for us to get a lot of those forms ahead of time so that when we sit down to package all this stuff up we can get it, like, get it done in one or two days and yeah all uh, Bob's your uncle. But that's your update for that. But Sweet. stuff's going well. We have good. the list up. Everything's looking good. You yeah. guys have been really good about sending your, your information in, so thank uh, you. Yeah, and the StarCraft's been rolling out. We cast uh, some more games today. We still have more games to go up, so you guys have been doing a great job at supporting that stuff. And uh, on top of that, uh, I have a meeting tomorrow afternoon with World Vision. So uh, yes. I'm going to be on call with them. Um, for the kids. For the kids. Uh, I'm actually, there's a couple of new people that are on the team there, and then one of the main guys actually is no longer with World Vision. Uh, so I got to introduce myself and get up to speed with those guys. And then, uh, we'll figure out exactly what we're looking at in terms of content for, uh, throughout the year. Yep. Um, so I'm sure there is going to possibly be another season for the kids. It looks uh, like it might be coming. Or for charity. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. I should have some sort of update for you, uh, for next podcast. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's all those news. Absolutely. Yep. What's happened in the movie world, Mr. Bly? Uh, nothing. Literally nothing, dude. Because uh, we're waiting for, basically, we're waiting well, for the end of the month. I mean, this this month here is, if you're if you're a moviegoer or a TV lover. Yeah, Game is, of Thrones, you've, you've got Endgame this all happening I got at the my, same time. I got my Endgame tickets. Nice. Um, 11 a.m. on the Friday. Couldn't get the Thursday. They were sold out. When Endgame uh, tickets went on sale... The they Cineplex, crashed, like, every, every website. website there was just gone, dude. I couldn't log in, and then when I finally could log in, sold out. So it's like, well, fuck me. Yep. Uh, so I managed to get them in the morning. Um, I know Kayla wants to go, but we do have the baby, and the movie is over three hours long. So um, I the only way I could get tickets was Friday morning. So there's a good chance that you're going to get one of those tickets. We're going to go together, and then on a night where my mom can come over. Uh, then I'll, then I'll go see it again with Caleb. Yeah, I saw yeah. Infinity War twice too, so uh, there's a very good chance that you and I will be going. I got great seats too. Joker trailer. Ooh, fire! That shit was good. Did you watch it? I did, dude. I, I knew I knew Akeem Phoenix was going to do a Akeem great job. Phoenix is a good actor. He's an amazing actor. He's an yeah. amazing actor. Um, everything he touches is gold. Mm-hmm. And I knew because when people were like, "Oh, n- another Joker movie," I knew that this was going to be different. I knew that this, this this is a character piece. This is a character study. We're watching 
the the real development of the Joker and we're seeing the Joker of, of, of a Heath Ledger type Joker where we're not getting a Heath Ledger performance, but we're getting that type of Joker. So, yes. so you know, you could really kind of use your imagination of it's like still a bit different than he than, oh, than yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh, though. for sure. I bet. But also Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker was yeah. already established yes. in the movie. Yeah. Like he starts off and he's yeah, already exactly, the Joker. Yeah. We get to watch him sort of, you know, we get to watch him become the actual Joker. Yes. And it looks like, you know, he's taking care of his mom. Uh, seems like he his mom has some sort of maybe mental instability. Something's going on there. And, of course, he does. Uh, uh, he's and, playing the, uh, the clown yeah, and everything. He's playing the clown. And his mom's always telling him to smile. And it, it's a it's a... It's a trailer that almost makes you feel for the Joker of all people. So yeah. they're like humanizing him. And it's still a bit unsettling. Yes. Yeah, it's creepy, man. Like, cause, yeah, yeah. Uh, which he's good at, right? Like, yeah. that's that's kind of his wheelhouse is doing kind of like uh, characters that just make you a little unsettled. Uh, and, and yeah, I think it looks great. I'm excited for it personally. Uh, I didn't think I'd say that about a Joker movie again because I'm going to be real with you. Yeah, I need a break from them rebooting the fucking Joker. Yeah, I feel like we've had Fifty Shades of Joker now, and mm-hmm. we need to just fucking stick with the Joker. Yep, and just roam with it for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as it's not mm-hmm. fucking Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, that because whatever the shit that purring is, get that the fuck out. <sighs> yeah, that fu- man, he did a shit job, and just to fucking think that he actually thought. That the movie would have been better if they put more of the scenes of him in there, and he said that shit publicly, but you bro. Know what? He's he's those those you can tell he's like narcissistic, like he's a, he's all in his own his own thing, you know. Dude, it was uh, bad. It wasn't very good. Just a couple of moments where I was like, okay, that was cool, but as no, no, he's the worst Joker. He's up there. I don't. I can't think off the top of my head of literally any era of Joker that's worse than him. Animated or otherwise, I think he's the worst Joker. I think you're right. <laughs> I actually think I, I, can't I actually think, think you're right, dude. I of think, any of them, I think you are right. Because just it's just bad. So yeah, that was good. But yeah, I am excited for that. Do we have a release date for that? Uh, I thought it was the summer. Is it a summer? Uh, I thought summer it was hit? the summer, but that's uh, it's coming one way or another. Let me see. Uh, Joker in theater October fourth. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, very nice. Small budget ish, 55 million. So, not like a massive budget. Yeah, well, for the type of movie it looks like it is, you don't really need. No, you don't need. Crazy budget. The most this, budget. Is a char- this is a character piece. Yep. Some good, some good, uh, some good talent in there, it's too. It's a freaking character piece done by a man who does characters very well. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so there's that. And that's pretty much it, man, because Game of Thrones is coming in less than two weeks. Yep. And which is crazy, even think. Um, Endgame is coming in like three weeks. Uh, Shazam is comes out. I think Shazam came out today. Might be today. Uh, but I seen that last week when they had the yeah, Fandango the, early preview thing. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. And uh, oh, Pet Cemetery comes out. I think today too. So oh, I want to see right, that Pet Cemetery, which mm-hmm. I'm hearing really good things about. Um, and of course that's a an old classic as well. Um, it's a, uh, Stephen King, another right? Stephen King trip. Yeah, and I've been hearing really good things uh, about that. Oh, um, speaking of uh, horror type stuff, the Chucky reboot. Yeah, oh, Mark we Hamill. Know Mark Hamill going to be the voice of Chucky. Yeah, that's cool. 
That's good. That's I like cool. that. Yeah, Mark Hamill's coming in, man. Mark Hamill's having a, a renaissance, a, he man. He is. Ever, ever since uh, the new Star Wars came out, I mean, who doesn't like Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill, it's not like he's ever been gone. If you he's, can't like Mark Hamill, I don't trust you as a human yeah, being. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good dude. And he's a an even better uh, voice actor. Dude, his voice acting is his voice acting is better real. than his on screen acting. Yes, without a doubt. Yes, he gets into character and he just he, he's actually my personal favorite Joker. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see from I, the animated series, which I also think is the best version of Batman. I my personal favorite Joker is Heath Ledger personally, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of animated wise, oh, Mark, just, it's not even a it's not even a a, a question. It's not even a question. No, um, but yeah, no. That's he's going to be the voice of Chucky, so that's that's pretty damn cool. I didn't think I'd ever actually want to see another Chucky movie, but just because Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky, now mm. I kind of want to go see a Chucky movie. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Uh, Cobra Kai season two. When does that come out? That is soon, oh, right? They're doing a season two. Oh, of they've that. already filmed it. I do believe it's already filmed. Damn. Uh, did you watch the first season? I did. Did you like it? Uh, I. We talked about it on the I, podcast. I, I don't remember if you said you liked uh, it. Or not. I thought you said. I did, I I did, but there were things about it that just kind of yeah irked me a bit. So but will you watch I, season two? But overall, uh, probably it's annoying to go through a VPN and fucking have to like pay. Oh, they don't do that. They got rid of YouTube Red uh, or whatever that shit was. Yeah, but is he still going to be in Canada or do you still have to be in the states to see it? That I don't know. I but mean, I, it's not a problem. I have a VPN. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, but fuck it. It's one of my favorite memes when it comes to the VPN stuff. Is it's, it's like in regards to Article Thirteen. Mm. Is it's a, a picture of Childish Gambino from uh, This Is America, and it's just like my 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 VPN when the EU blocks YouTube. This is America. It's fitting. It's so good. It's fitting. Fuck. Uh, yeah. And that's, uh, okay, so on the 24th, Cobra Kai comes out. They're so going, just... going head-to-head with Game of Thrones. <laughs> bad life choice. <laughs> just bad. They couldn't have waited, like, yeah. just a little bit. Bad life choice, bro. So I can't I can't wait for every week to talk about Game of Thrones. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be crazy, And when do, what, what what nights does Game of Thrones air on? Like, what, mm, what nights of the week? Hasn't it always been Sunday? I think so. April, um... Game of Thrones season eight. Uh, so first episode comes out on the fourteenth, which is a a. Let me see here, a Sunday. Yeah, yep. So it comes out every Sunday. So that gives us plenty of time. So like every Thursday, we can spoil. We can talk about spoilers. Absolutely, and it be like whatever because I'm probably gonna end up watching it twice because I'll end up watching it. On the Sunday, yeah. and then I'll end up having to watch it with uh, with Gabs when she gets access to it, because mm. I'm not risking spoiling, getting spoiled. I'll happily Fuck. watch them both. No. I'll watch them back to back. I don't Sundays, care. Sundays live. It's like Super Bowl Sunday. I'm watching that shit. There's right. no stream. No. There's nothing. I'm getting no. the fuck off the internet because I'm telling you right now, there is no, there's no safe haven no. on the interwebs on any platform. No. The moment, and I'm, we're talking, we're talking moment by moment. The show could be ten minutes in, and somebody would come to the stream or on Twitter or something, and, and just give you a spoil. That's right. Like you go on, you go on social media when that shit's on. It's a massive worldwide discussion, second by second. Yep. So I want to be turned off, lights down, pot lights on, OLED on, surround sound. Watching no baby, it. just give me my <laughs> motherfucking show. Give my hour no, baby. to an hour and 20 minutes of just silence and give me Game of Thrones. 
Can't wait. I watched The Highwaymen uh, this week. I don't even know what that is. It's a Netflix uh, show that uh, Woody Harrelson and... <laughs> um, oh, let me just check. Because I can't think of his name. The Highwaymen. Oh, frick. The is it Kevin Costner? Highwaymen, yeah. Hit that like button, guys. Hit that like button. We trying to hit 650 la, 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 likes. Yes, Kevin Costner. So Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> both uh, good actors. Uh, both great actors. And it's uh, following the story. You know who Bonnie and Clyde are. Everyone knows about Bonnie and Clyde. So... At least if you're North America anyway, maybe even if you're not. So Bonnie and Clyde, it follows the two uh, rangers, like the Texas rangers, that um, inevitably tracked down and killed Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, so it's, it's telling it from uh, their side instead of the romanticizing of Bonnie and Clyde, just like what happened when they were actually doing all the shit that they were, and everyone treated them like mm-hmm. superstars. Yes. Like they were Hollywood actors, but they were going around killing people. Yes. A lot of police officers in brutal fucking ways, and and everyone just wanted to like see them. Oh, Bonnie, and so it tells it from the side of these two guys who are obviously older because the Rangers were um, were taken out, basically taken out of commission many years before this would have happened when they had the police forces and stuff uh, put in place. Wiretapping was a relatively new idea. All of these kind of uh, newer concepts. And, uh, and then somebody was like, we got to bring in these two guys, mm. uh, or this guy specifically. And then he goes to get, uh, Woody Harrelson's character and, uh, and they go off to do it and it, and it shows <coughs> their side of it. And it was, I Sounds think it was, it was, it was actually really good. A movie or a show? A movie. Oh, okay. It was a movie. Two hours. I think it was exactly two hours long or something like okay, that. Okay, that's not bad. And, um, really, I really enjoyed it. I, the complaints are they mumble a lot. I don't know if people are just deaf. Uh, I didn't really, certainly no more mumbling than what you would have had in like uh, True Detective, mm. where they're kind of like yeah. thinking deeply about something and they're just kind of speaking in a dialogue, whatever. But I thought it was great. Woody Harrelson is still one of my favorite actors. He's still out there doing it. He's kind of like a typecast at this point. He's good He's uh, in terms of the characters that he plays, whether it's a period piece or not. Mm. It's like the same freaking character that he plays. Yep. But damn it! He's good. He does a good job He's of it. He's good. And I haven't seen Kevin Costner. In forever. In forever. And he did a fucking good job in this show too. Nice. So, uh, or this movie. So thumbs up for me. Um, especially since it was more of a, uh, a not romanticizing Bonnie and Clyde thing, which I thought was important. And to, and to just... It's an interesting piece of history because after this happened, they reinstated the Rangers mm. after this because it was a, a success bringing them back. I might have to check it out. They they knew what they were doing and all the young, the, you know, the cops and shit had no idea what the fuck they were doing and just chasing themselves around. Because Bonnie and Clyde were on the road <laughs> for like two years. Uncaught. Do, doing shit. Doing their thing. Uh, so I watched that and then last night... Uh, well, I was looking for a little, uh, you know, wind down after bed. I've been getting in a habit of trying to watch like a, a movie here and there, just trying to catch up on stuff I haven't seen, even if it's really old. Uh, if Netflix has got it, I'm interested. Uh, I watched The Da Vinci Code. Oh, God. With, uh, Tom Hanks. It wasn't a bad movie. It was really yeah. good. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I read the book when I was younger, when yeah. it first came out. You, because, have you seen the other ones? Because the, the, there is, the other ones are really, really, really bad. Mm. But the first one, is 
is really not that terrible. And it didn't, it held up relatively well. So, and I think the reason why it was better than the others is because it actually was almost identical to the book. They didn't really go off Mm -hmm. the beaten trail too much with the movie. And, um, I don't know like how many people remember how big the Da Vinci Code was Mm. was when Dan Brown released that book. It sold more than the Bible for a while. Like Mm. the shit was real. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I remember reading it and blowing my mind because the stuff that he fucking came up with for like stitching all this together, like the puzzle work and stuff that he had and and just like, it was nuts. I I didn't, I couldn't even imagine, even now watching the movie, it blew my mind that he sat down and just came up with, uh, you know, some of it's obviously borrowed from already existing, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, theories and things, but he stitched it together in such a fucking amazing way. Tom Hanks did a good job because he's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, man. Tom Hanks has always been an actor that I've enjoyed. He's never overly wowed me since yeah. like Castaway, and even, even when I watched that now. But he just now, does I'm, a good damn he's job. He's just a good, solid actor. He's a good, solid yeah. actor. So I, I enjoyed his his part in it. He's uh, not a movie star, though. Like, he's, not really. He's not, he doesn't... He's he's well, not... He's, not anymore. I mean, he, he did... I mean, for, Forrest Gump... Yeah, but I mean, like even uh, his. I think his biggest hit in the last several years was the uh, was the pilot one that he did, where he landed the where he played the which pilot. ended up being very controversial or something, didn't it? Was He's, that that one? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I think a lot. No, of people, that was the other. That was Captain it. Phillips. Was the Captain controversial Phillips, one? That was a controversial one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Captain Phillips and the one where he was the pilot. Yeah. Uh, that where he was, you know, he just you, you get Tom Hanks because you know he's going to do your role yeah. really well. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna necessarily blow, like you said, blow people away. But you're not gonna get a bad job. We're gonna see Tom Hanks pretty soon in Toy Story Four. That's Dude, Toy Story Three came out so long ago. It's I know. Ma- it makes me feel so old. Well, they they're supposed to end it then, and now they've got one more. Uh, the, the Disney just had their, um, just like I think over the weekend or whatever, just had their like a uh, big showing of movies that are coming out. Mm. They did a, the first 17 minutes of Toy Story Four. For the audience, and everyone was oh, loving Toy it Story. and wanting more. Of course. So uh, so really good things there. And apparently they showed more footage of The Lion King, and apparently it's God-tier. Really? Yeah. Apparently it's like... It better be. Apparently it's God-tier. Because it's if like it isn't... It's like watching the cartoon, but in real life. Because if it isn't... Oh. You're fu- you're like, you're, you're, when you enter Lion King territory... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're doing live action... Yeah. Well, you need you need to nail the Lion King. You you don't only you, you can fuck shot. up Aladdin. You yeah. can fuck up Little Mermaid. Yeah. You can fuck up Jungle Book. Lion King is your is your that's your Thunderdome. That's your Super Bowl. Yeah. It's the Catalina don't fucking fuck, wine mixer. Don't fuck this one up. But they're not going to fuck this up. Uh, so yeah, watch that. That was good. Uh, had, you know, enjoyed it enough as it is. Um, but I'm not going to watch the other ones because they're bad. Cool. <laughs> and that was it. That's it. That was it for me. That's uh, it for me. In the worlds of uh, movies and 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 TV. Uh, Mr. Max was black. Hit me up with the sound of tech support. Tech support. Mm, I'm going to answer this one uh, real quick. Uh, it's coming in from Yggdrasil, who we actually casted a game of. Oh, there you uh, go. I today. believe today. Yeah. Uh, whether or not that's just coincidence, I don't know. But do you guys have a community Discord? If you don't, have you ever considered setting one up? So we don't. We have our individual community Discords because we're live streamers, obviously, on the side of this. And running a third Discord... For the Lag TV community, 
um, is just adding more work for us or trying to pass off that work to community members to maintain and, and, and moderate. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, you can just join uh, my Discord, the the War Council, or Jeff's got uh, the Fellowship Discord, uh, and and you'll get the same experience. It's a lot of the lag TV community between the two of them. Yeah, uh, and 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 join up there. That's it, and that's it. Um, well, let's see what else we got here. Huh. Mm. <laughs> Shady, who just uh, Shady's Shady should be an interviewer. The questions are always good. What's the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome in making the podcast, and what improvements would you implement, if any? Uh, biggest hurdle. Mm. I think the biggest hurdle. Um, I think the biggest hurdle that we had early on was making a three-man podcast work where we weren't in the same room. Yeah. That was a, a pain in the ass. Yeah. For a number of reasons. Like, the audio quality, uh, getting files synced up was a fucking nightmare. The amount of editing that I did to make files work was no not fucking worth. No. Like, if you saw the timeline on some of the audition shit that happened, there was, like, there were some... Sometimes where Panic's audio, for example, was particularly bad, no matter how hard we tried to fix it, there were like 60 cuts on just his audio. Nah, bro. This guy's <laughs> editing an audio book. This is rough. So that was a, a, a major hurdle there for, for the first bit. Um, and then I would say the, uh, the second hurdle was ju- is just getting the word out about the podcast, even within our own community. Or getting people to try out listening to the podcast within our community mm. has been a, a bit of a hurdle for us because uh, we have uh, lots of people. Not this podcast isn't going to be for everyone who watches our StarCraft content. No, of course not. But I've always thought that it's definitely for more than who have seen it so far. It's just that we've been having a hard time battling whether it's battling uh, their you know uh, preconceptions of what the podcast is or battling YouTube mm-hmm. trying to get people to see that it's even a thing yeah um has has been a hurdle and then as far as improvements go uh at some point and this is still like a long way away i imagine uh if at any point this podcast gets to a point where it makes sense to have guests because mm. right now it does not it just flat out does not make sense no to have guests no uh that would be a cool option the thing about that is that to do that properly is a lot more equipment than we're running right now, mm-hmm. um, and and it's if you don't have the guest in the room with you, it presents a lot of the same problems that we had when we were running the three man podcast. Yeah, getting the guests audio, trying to show them or teach them how to do the recording locally, yeah. or just trying to rely on like the the shitty audio that you get. Yeah, via voice over Unfor- IP yeah, or whatever. Unfortunately, that's what it would. Like there's that's no, what there's, it would like be, yeah, right? It, we're not, we're not, not Joe like you Rogan. Do it, you exactly. Can't just bring you, can't bring, you can't fly people into the studio. No. Um, but yeah, that's that's what it would be. It would be for those specific podcasts, the person talking's audio wouldn't be that great. And yeah. that's what it's like for 99% of podcasts. Yes. All the MMA podcasts that I watch, yeah. even uh, the ESPN podcasts I watch, they have people call in and sometimes it's breaking up. You can't it's hear what they're saying. It's just awkward as fuck. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It's how it's the thing is is people don't really care all that much like no because they're they're used to that 
that's the way. But it still usually means there is an, a production guy that, while the podcast is running, <clears throat> is handling the logistics of yeah the caller coming in and the audio board. Yep. You have yep. it like to be. He's on a mixer. Yep. They're feeding the phone line into the mixer. Mm-hmm. They're handling all that shit. It's, it's a gong show. So that the you and I yeah. aren't sitting here, and I'm not trying to like. Do all do all that shit while DJ? having a conversation yeah. Yeah. and just you know it's it gets fucking wild. So other than that, as far as improving the the podcast, there's not a lot we can do. I think we do pretty well. I think our audio quality is great when we remember to turn the mic stuff on. Yep. I think, I think that uh, I think that uh, we've improved with the the camera certainly helped uh, quite substantially. Um, and and so from a production standpoint, I think we're we're doing quite well. Uh, it's. I think we've. I think we're doing well enough for what we for with the content that we're trying to provide. I think we're pretty much nailing it. Yeah. Uh, and then I think, yeah, even when it comes to special events and stuff like E3, you know, I think we do fine. I know I'm watching it, so I record my stuff. Jeff hops in when he's got some time, and it's interesting to him. And then we we do our coverage, and and that's the show. I don't think there's really too much more uh, beyond guests. No, if it, I mean, if it makes sense, the, in the podcast future. is doing well now. Like it's 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 on the come up right now, like in terms of views, in terms of support. So I can't complain all that much. <laughs> Mark screaming, need a production guy. <laughs> I know you'd be down Mark, but we do like the amount of it's, it's, it's the setup stuff. Yeah. We and just then, don't need it right now. We don't like, need we're it. We're right just now. not in a position. And, right and I now. don't know how we would even like who we would want to try and interview. And, and it yeah. just, it presents, it presents a lot of, it presents a lot of shit that would be difficult right now. And, uh, we have enough going on outside of this podcast yeah. that adding more on top of what we got right now doesn't make sense. No. But perhaps in the future? In the future, you never know. Absolutely. You never know. Would be lovely. Would be lovely. The podcast blew up. We had like a nice little studio space or something. Then we had Mark come over That'd and be the running the shit. That's having the your show. own having your own like space to go Just to. Just a little space to go to and, and run uh, run the show and have a couple cameras set up instead of trying to use one and and being able to like be a little bit We're more. We're not involved. Joe Rogan though. We're not Joe Rogan though. We're just two men. We're just two men getting with together once a week. Twenty four hundred dollars a month on Patreon, split between two people. Hey. Making the dream <laughs> and the government. A reality. And the <laughs> So, you know. Making the dream happen. The dream is alive. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, here's here's one for you, Mr. Black. Volkus asks, now that the weather is improving, do you plan on doing some more car videos, or is that on hiatus while you focus on family? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll do I'll do um, I'll do some car videos for sure. I know what you're really looking forward to is yard sales. That's it. That's what I'm looking forward to. Like the 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 car the car videos and stuff. It's fun for me to do. Um, whenever I go to car shows and events, I'll definitely take my camera, do my thing. Um, I'll be able to make some funny videos because there are there is a, a car seat um, buckles and stuff in in the back of my car. So I'll definitely put Baby Kai back there and do like a funny video of. You know, the, the, the C63 being like a family-friendly, is it a family-friendly car, and taking the kid out, you know, doing whatever. You're going to want to put some uh, some airplane headphones on your child so that yes. he does not damage hearing yes. from the car. Yes. Yeah. You know, that or just leave it in comfort mode the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'll definitely be doing that, but uh, really looking forward to the yard sale stuff. And uh, obviously, I won't be taking my car to the yard sales, but I'll be... No. Uh, doing some live footage, and when I get the games I, on the podcast, we can I can show what I picked up 
the highlights the highlights at the end at the end of, or at the end of like the gaming thing or something yeah exactly right have some more to and talk there's about. tons of people that love that sort of stuff so that might Absolutely. actually help the podcast a little bit too in terms of uh people wanting to tune in to see what i've picked up on the streets because as of right now all the games you're seeing behind me and there's another wall in the other room and this display case and all of this case all the consoles everything uh i am up a hundred fifty dollars Ooh, mm. as long as you break even Yes. For that, like yeah. with your collection, that yeah. that means uh, that's that's I a success. Bought, I just bought this Nintendo Wii bundle, this big ass Nintendo Wii bundle. Did the fire bag come with it? It did. Uh, <laughs> I got I got all I got all these games. That Walmart that Walmart tote. Some good games too: Mario Party Ten, Super nice. Mario World, uh, Super Mario Bros. U, Mario Kart Eight, New Luigi, uh, Mario Maker. Got all that and a boxed Wii uh, Wii U console. Hundred and twenty bucks. Damn. Hundred and twenty dollars. Damn. So uh, you know, that's a I could double my money off that. So I'll be doing that all summer. Uh, I'm gonna roll up. We got a few questions that are very similar since it's the hundredth episode. So Stuka is asking this, um, as well as um, uh, Neil is also asking this. Ask away. Uh, is, uh, you know, would we have done anything different with the podcast? Now that we're at episode 100, we look back on it. Would we have made different, different moves? Uh, I would have just, would have loved to start the podcast earlier. I think that's yeah, what, like, that's what irks me the most. I think like of all five of years ago, even, I mean, even, <laughs> even three, three years, years ago, ago yeah, three years ago, we yeah. probably would be at so, like so 15, a, year, a year before we actually started the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because what we did yeah. is we stopped producing Starcraft stuff. All together, then did the podcast, pissed off everybody that just wanted StarCraft. Yeah. Some tuned into the podcast at the beginning, and we didn't have we didn't have our we didn't have this going. Then, exactly. Right. So it was like, you know, me, you panic, three different places, audio was weird, uh the way it looked was weird, although it still worked at I, the time. Ideally, like from the get go, if we were doing it. Like we're doing it right now yes. would have been ideal. We do it on yes. YouTube, yeah. although you, three years ago YouTube Live wouldn't have even been an option. Um, so, it wouldn't have been as good. Uh, so we, but doing it in the same room would yeah. have been yeah the way to go. Yeah, uh, I think it would have hooked a lot of people that tried it early on with in our community when we were getting like ten, twelve thousand views per podcast. Would have been good to have this dynamic early on to hold them because yeah. we lost. You can see the trend down over time there. Yeah. Uh, and then the trend coming now is starting back to slowly up. come back up, so, which is good. So, so we'll yeah. grind this out. You so know, we're right. Yeah, I know it's it's fine, but that would have been probably the move is to just is to just leverage that. At the time, it just didn't seem sensible. Like I don't think I don't think. We obviously talked about all the stuff when we were setting the podcast up originally mm-hmm. and trying to, to 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 shift it. I was really adamant about having a third person because I was afraid that uh, that all of the discussions, which is still kind of true, that you and I would agree on so much that it would end up being uh, a little too echo chambery, and it was and it's nice. We do, but to we have, don't too. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. But my concern was that that was going to end up being kind of the case, uh. Uh, and to have somebody else uh, on board. Uh, as well, when we were trying to tackle a broader range of topics at the time, yeah. Um, so, uh, but that wasn't really that ended up being like minorly successful, but it didn't end up being like the core product that that um, was the most popular. So, 
Uh, it's it's almost like another people one just of those, needed light TV, bro. They just wanted, they just some wanted light, TV. light TV. It was a keep it simple, stupid situation. Yeah. But we didn't really know how to tackle it 100. percent None of none of us had ever done a podcast before, and so we were both flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Uh, and we we went from we went from concept to launch in like what was like two months yeah it was pretty some quick. shit it was pretty quick so it was pretty quick so yeah i mean we, we would we have done things differently perhaps uh but uh but i mean i'm i'm happy where we are right now oh, i'm not complaining i mean I it would be well. it would have been nice to have started earlier and 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 all that stuff but you know what it's hindsight's 2020 i mean it is what it is yeah. um I'm just happy the podcast is doing better i'm happy people are tuning in i'm happy that the youtube stuff is doing a lot better um, and just hoping that we can continue to do this for years to come. That's, that's all I want to do. Exactly. It just fucking sucks. That it's so hard to grow a podcast. Like, um, there are things that we can do, you know, we can, we can make little funny snippets and advertise on YouTube and do, you know, there's different things, Instagram advertisements, YouTube, uh, pre-roll advertisements on other podcasts and things like that. So, I mean, there's avenues that we didn't go down yet. Um, it's also just money that we that, that's just we also tough just don't to spend exactly you know we're really it, not pulling down that much and like the the kickback on on what we'd get in terms of turnover for patreon support is yeah, yeah. i mean it, it would boil down to like we could try it out once you know and make the make the investment i have no idea what that would cost probably like a month's worth of of uh revenue for the podcast but um, that's the only mm. really, cause that's the only way. And like the reality of it is, and it's nothing against the viewers that are watching cause you guys are amazing. But if you ask yourself, are you sharing the podcast with your friends? Like, are you telling your friends to tune in? Are you, you know, sharing it w- on your Facebook? Are you, t- are you tweeting it out and retweeting it? And for the vast majority of the people that are watching, the answer is no. They're showing up. They're hitting the like button. They're supporting the Patreon, which is fantastic. And that's more than what we could ever ask for. But the reality is, is YouTube is in such a is is in such a place where you it's so hard to grow organically, even from being consistent each and every week. It's not like we have a podcast three nights a week. It's once a week that it's hard to grow without either paying for advertisement, and we don't even know how well that would go. Or if the viewership isn't at the very least willing to hit the like button, leave a comment and share. It's virtually impossible. Like it really it, it's it's so tough. It's not like we have like a, an uber unique podcast where you only can get this type of material here. Like, sure, we're the selling point. There's only ad, only one Adam and I, but there's so many gaming podcasts and well, that's what that's what people attach themselves to, right? They can get this kind of information anywhere. What yes. it comes down to is who delivers the information in a way that they find the most entertaining. Yes. Or who, what personalities do they like the most? Yes. There's lots of podcasts that just literally, you know, sit down. I'm not going to name names. They sit down. They take out a piece of paper and they literally spot and spot and they're just fucking railing through shit and just occasionally like ha ha ha, a little joke, a little sip water, and just like fly through shit. Um, and there's a lot of people that, that just want that. Yes. They just want their shit in voice form that they don't have to read it yep. and hear about everything there is. Yep. And then there are some people that want to hear two dudes screaming into microphones on a weekly basis Yes. Uh, about how much the video game industry is, is sucking it up. Yes. That's, and occasionally what they're doing right. That's it. That's what we do here. But yeah, it's all good. Everything is going well right now. Next question coming in from Alex or Alexala. 
Hey guys, thanks for making work more enjoyable for me. Means a lot to us. My question is, before becoming streamers and YouTubers, or before streaming and YouTubing was a thing, I think is the context here, mm -hmm. what did you do at your 9 to 5 nine to five job that made work more bearable? So when, you were, when we weren't streamers and YouTubers, and before that was really a major thing, what were you doing at work to try and make the, the grind, the 9 to 5 grind, more, more bearable? Um, I just had fun, man. I just tried to have fun. Mm. So, you know, cutting jokes with em fellow employees. Uh, I was a server, so I just tried to have a good time. Like, even with my guests, like, each guest was an opportunity for me to make money off them. So mm. I would be nice. I would try and be a chameleon and, and, and cater to their specific needs instead of treating everybody the same way. Yeah. You know, it, I just, I tried it was almost a game and I had fun. I had fun doing it. Uh, and it just so happened to help that when you work with fun people, it makes work right. so much more enjoyable. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean that there wasn't people there. I didn't fucking like all that much and that were annoying. But at the end of the day, like I had the most fun, uh, there. Um, and, and I never really had any other major jobs. Like I worked at, uh, at, uh, at the theater, and once again, shitty job, but fun people to work around. So yeah. I just had fun, man. I didn't go in there with a stick up my ass every day. Like, fuck, it's another. I mean, of course, I had days where yeah, I was fuck, like, fuck, I had to go fuck into work, this. Yeah. But most times, like, I'd get there, I'd be salty, I'm there. And then as soon as I got into the motion of it, like, everybody else was salty to be there. So we just said, fuck it and had a good time. That's it. Just try and go in with a, an, an attitude that isn't hating life the moment you walk in. Yeah. Um, man. Similar situation for me. So all the jobs that I had, uh, I was I was lucky in that the people I worked with were by and large, I liked all of them, and we got along really well. So, um, it was easy to make work fun because just interacting with your coworkers yes. was what got you through the day, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it was a shit work day in general, just having coworkers that you gave a shit about and you could laugh with and joke around with made it. In, an enjoyable day like you could go home and you didn't want to kill yourself like yes. that was pretty much it and then even if it was a rough day when you have coworkers like that it's you know you at the end of the day you decompress and you everyone complains about it but you laugh you get to laugh about it because it's a shared experience of of it being bullshit yes right? so that's kind of that's kind of what my experience was like um you know when i when i worked uh, the summer camps uh early on when i was in university and paying university doing the the summer work uh, all the employees that were, all the, my coworkers were all amazing, uh, from the management straight down through. And we all got, you know, joke around and had, uh, had a lot of fun. So that was, uh, e easy. And when, you know, I was, I was working with kids. So unless you hate kids. Yeah. Well, you probably shouldn't be working there in the first place. You shouldn't place be working there in the first kids. place. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so I got to just, I got to be a big kid for eight hours a day mm. uh, and just, you know, have fun and go outside and, you know, take them on little field trips and stuff. And, and I mean, shit, other than having to watch the same three Disney movies over and over again, wasn't really a bad time. Uh, but then when I worked in a job I wasn't as fond of when I was the online marketing coordinator um, there for a bit, I was stuck in the office. Uh, everyone hated their life in there. Mm. Everyone, but the coworkers all liked each other. But everyone hated the job so bad, uh, and so it, it was just—it was stupid little shit. Especially when you're in like cubicles, kind of like we were. Is that the only way that like the stupid things that you do to have fun? Is that me and my uh, me and a uh, uh, guy who also worked there. His name was Arthur. Um, 
there was a divider between us or whatever that was, you know, six feet tall or some shit. So when you're sitting down, I can't see shit. I'm just there in my own little fucking world. And once in a while, it would be a challenge throughout the day is who could hit who with a rubber band. Mm. But the only way you could do that because of where we were sitting is you had to bank it off of a wall. And so just randomly throughout the day, there'd be like a fucking rubber band and come off like on a corner <laughs> and try and like beam the guy in the head or some shit. That's dope. And oftentimes, unfortunately, beyond him, there was an, another, there was another girl who's working there and I get the angle fucked up and I'd end up like hitting her in the back of the head instead. And one day I landed one of her coffee. Oh. And at that point I, I, I had to, uh. I had to adjust my aim a lot more because mm. it was all fun and games until until I hit the coffee. Coffee because that's that'll ruin somebody's day, bro. You, you can't be in an office and fuck with somebody's coffee. Don't fuck with the coffee. It's a bad time. So yeah, it, but what it comes down to, all that is, is just coworkers that you're having fun with. It's just yes. like, and, and if you don't have coworkers that you enjoy, then you're fucked. It's hard, there's to, nothing, yeah, it's, it's hard to have fun. There's nothing you're going to do. Get, you're get just going to hate day, your job. But but just put your nose down, grit your teeth, and bear it. Uh, so yeah. That's pretty much that's pretty much uh all I did. And I think that's about Is that all of them? It at least ones that are like cuz there's there's a couple in here. I mean, we could try one. This this one comes in from 8910 says Adam and Jeff, what's one thing that the other person doesn't know about you? Is there anything at this point short of what the inside of our assholes look like that we don't know about each other? Very little. Honestly, I, <laughs> there's not there's not a lot. There's I don't think I really truly don't think unless there's something I did this morning that you were unaware of. <laughs> uh, like we're, I don't know I, what you had for breakfast this morning. I mean, I guess yeah, there's that. I didn't have it's, breakfast. Oh, there you go. I had sushi this afternoon though. Oh, good. let's go. Uh, yeah, no. In terms of like major life things or something that would be considered important, no. I don't no, think so. I don't. I really don't. The, answer, uh, this, the, the answers are hard. No, pretty much. When you know each other for as long as we have, it's pretty hard for that to not to be the case. Just kind of difficult. Uh, oh, here's another easy one. Comes in from Robbie. Asks, oh, "Would you ever buy a boat?" No. <laughs> no. I. You know, I've I've had these weird <laughs> fantasies of buying an RV. Really? Just randomly, and I. Would have no desire to RV through the country or do some sort of road trip. But just have an RV. Just to have an RV. Like, <laughs> just in case I ever wanted to spend the night in the RV or whatever. I've always thought about it. Never would buy one. As for a boat, it literally does nothing for me. Yeah. Like, there is not... E it's not even a... There, I could think of about a bajillion things I'd rather spend, like, 20 grand on than buying a little shitty like, boat. Like, I enjoy being out on a boat, but it's not something that I would ever buy for myself. It's something that if I had the money, I'd buy for dad because dad and mom are big on sailing. Yeah. But I personally... I'm not even big on sailing. Just the thought of even going out in the ocean, <laughs> it's like, no. Like, if I want to sit in the harbor and have a few beer, uh, then that's fine. But, like, any type of legit sailing, yeah, which yeah. you would do with a boat... Yes. Why else would you buy a... Why, why you, have to be, you have to enjoy the act of boating. You yes. Don't, you don't just buy one. Like, there's some people that buy it just to have the status. Adam, you could be like, Jeff, my parents <laughs> just bought a fucking yacht, all right? They just bought a motherfucking yacht. It's a beautiful yacht. Yep. Come hang out. We're going to go to fucking Newfoundland. I'd say... Of all the places. I don't know. This is the first thing, place I think... <laughs> the answer would be a hard no. I'm going to oh. pass on that. 
If my parents say we're going to Newfoundland, I'd also say a okay, hard no. Okay, we're going to Bermuda. There you go. That's a little better. It's a hard no. Skip the triangle. Yeah. Just go to Bermuda. Just go Bermuda. right to Bermuda. Yeah. You want to go to Caicos? Yeah. You want to go to fucking wherever? Mm. We're going to Florida. Mm. No. I'll go via plane. I want to go to the Fire Fest in the Cocaine Islands. Yeah, there you go. The answer is no. <laughs> Just I don't care if it's like the most like luxurious yacht there is. I haven't even been on a cruise. There's nothing about being on the open sea mm. that seems like a good time to me. I like living next to the ocean a lot. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. And I do enjoy being on a boat, but there's n- but not enough that I would go out and purchase a boat. No. It's no. Just- the, the closest thing that I could ever, this is, and this is a stretch, but in another world, Hipster Jeff is a thing. And Hipster Jeff is one of those dudes that doesn't like to live in an apartment or whatever. Yes. Yeah, so what, yeah. what Hipster Jeff could possibly do is buy one of those houseboats that sit at the dock that yes. never moves. Yeah. And pay and no property tax. Pay no property tax <laughs> and just live there. That's the closest thing of of like being of owning a boat I would ever own ever. Doesn't yep. move, it's just there, it stays there, it's cool. You you know, the the, the girls you bring over are like, oh my god, you, you own a <laughs> this boat. This is a boathouse. Oh my god, oh it's even so my god. I can't wait to fuck on it. I watch I watch Tiny House on on HGTV. Dark dark dark. So that would be me. I'd be like, bitch, you want to go to my boathouse? How about we go to the bout house? How about we go to the bout house? That's what it'd be. That'd be hipster Jeff. So, in another world, maybe another life. Oh my god! But yeah, that's it. No, I want one more because this is a fun one. Then we're ending on that one. What's uh, this comes in from MD? What's the craziest thing you've ever done on a dare? The craziest thing I've ever done on a dare. I'm white bread, so I don't take dares, but I know I can say what the the dumbest thing I've seen somebody do on a dare. What? Brian, which he took many dares for five dollars. Anything for five dollars he'd do him when we were younger. Mm. Uh I uh, we had him um two things. Uh one was he he you know those like pickle jars that are like that big? Mm-hmm. I gave him to drink pickle juice out of the pickle jar, the entire thing. Just the Oof. whole thing of pickle juice. It was like a liter and a half of pickle juice. Oof. Um Pretty sure he projectile vomited after oh, that one. Oh, for sure. And then the follow-up to that one was um, we took a glass of chocolate milk out of the fridge and I put a dash of every spice in my mother's spice cupboard, uh, cupboard mm. into the chocolate milk and mixed it up mm. and he pounded that one back. That was also a bit rough. Uh, started sound, you know, started smelling like Bed Bath & Beyond about halfway through and then imagine. it just went straight to sewer water. Time. Yeah. Uh... I haven't really. I'm I'm the type of guy too that never did the dares. Like I, if we were playing truth or dare, I'd always pussy out and take the truth, unless we were doing truth or dare and it was with a girl. And like you know, then you then you're betting on yeah, so, good stuff happening. Yeah, like you know when when we were younger, we used to go over to the island down there at Long Lake. Yes, and um, we used to go and play truth or dare. It was just a whole bunch of teenagers just looking to fuck, just a bunch of horny hormonal kids. And of course, I'd pick using dare. truth or dare. Like, as I the, dare you the, to go the, into the, the tent and get your dick sucked. Yeah. Yes. Damn, that sounds horrible. Yes. But I guess I'll have to do it because it's truth or dare. I dare you to eat this vagina. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Double dare? <laughs> um, so that would be the only times I've ever done dares. But uh, when I used to work at the dollar store, uh, and I think I've told this before, maybe not on the podcast, but definitely sometime in a cast. Uh, I used to work at Dollarama, mm. and my mom used to run the, run the joint, and I was hired, and my mom... 
used to hire a lot of my friends. I used to just get them jobs. Of course. And uh, one of my one of my buddies, Scott, not not Scott's not not yeah. Scott B, but different a different one. Scott. Um, he worked there, and this guy once again uh, was kind of like Brian, where he would just do things for money. But this time, we didn't actually do things for money. We did things for bragging rights. Oh. So we used to... At pretty the, sure this entire YouTube channel is built around that now. Yeah, so pretty Ahead much. of your time. So pretty much what, what would what, what happen here is we would we would do a thing called Dollarama Fear Factor. Oh, no. I, didn't I tell you about this? I feel like this sounds very familiar okay. to me. So you said the Dollar Factor part. You said do Dollarama Fear Factor. Yes, yeah. Now, if anybody's ever been in a dollar store, just your your typical, you know, dollar, two dollar store. It's a house they, of lies. It is a house of lies. <laughs> and they have they have a they have an aisle, a food section, and in the food section, there's foods in there that you wouldn't eat ever. No. Or there's foods Even in there that have been stacked there forever. Like nobody buys it ever. So what we did is every week we used to do Dollarama Fear Factor and the winner used to get bragging rights. So it was our break. We had a 15-minute break. I said, Scott, you ready for an episode? He said, all right. Oh, man. So we went down to the food aisle and I grabbed a jar of garlic paste. Like it was legit. Like it was a jar. Oh, is it like the pre-minced garlic? Yes. So it's like it's it's really like cut up fine. Like fine? It's, yeah, it's, min- and it's, it's and you almost garlic. Yeah, you could just like put With it on. Spoon. Spoon, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got that, and we went back, and we went to the very, like, there's tons of these jars. Nobody's buying the shit ever. And we go in the back. We picked, like, the oldest one. Not like I don't think a date would really matter at this point. <laughs> and we open it. We, we go back to the lunchroom. I open it up, and, whew, man, it's, like, the smell of garlic has never been well, so Well, I intense. mean, you, you've officially opened up a jar of, like, 80 cloves of garlic that's been minced. Yes. So, I mean, that's strong. So I said, all right. Your your mission here is to eat this jar. Jar <laughs> to eat this jar? To eat this not a spoonful. To eat this jar. Right? So Scott Scott said, Alright, and he had this stupid grin on his on his face, right? And the the assistant manager came in. My mom was working that night, but she was up at the cash. And the assistant manager comes in, she goes, You might not want to do that. No shit. Right? And she knew what we were doing. And Scott said, "Just fuck the it. amount Scott, of sulfur alone." Scott said, "Fuck it." Oh, oh. So he took a spoon, right? Big at. We went to the to the kitchen aisle. And we got one of those big ass spoons. Oh, no. and we go back. No, and no. he takes a big fucking. I mean, we went and got what, but like a big spoon. It was like one of the big fucking. Well, if you're gonna do this spoon. and it's a whole jar, you and better fucking pound it. Right? You don't nibble your way so, through a jar. So of he grabs garlic. it. And I said, all right, you got 30 seconds. 30 seconds? <laughs> 30 seconds. Jesus, Joe Rogan, he's I said, up. All right, go. I said, all right, <laughs> go. And he takes it. He takes a big fucking spoonful. He puts it in his mouth. He swallows it. He takes another spoonful. He puts it in his mouth, and he stops halfway through the second spoonful. And these spoons, like the jars, the jar was, it was only about that tall. It was oh probably about my, that round. Oh, my God, And he dude. took about 30, it was about 30% of the jar gone in two spoons. And... It was almost like he didn't taste the first spoonful. Well, it just didn't hit second, him yet. Yes. Because he opened his mouth and the air hit his mouth yeah. and it was game over. And he got through the second and he swallows half the second and then he spits the, the, the second half on the table. 
And he's like, oh, man. Whew. He said, oh, that's that's strong. Right? I said, I said, I said strong. And I'm sitting there he instigating. like Adam Sandler. Yeah. And he's sitting there instigating. I'm instigating because you know me, right? I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. You, Get you it. got 20 seconds. You better do it. I was like, man, you don't got 20 seconds. Out. And he spit it all on the table. I'm like, don't worry about that. Just finish what's in the jar. Right? And he's like, ah. He's like, nah, man, strong. Right? And he starts, he starts <laughs> coughing. He's like, ah. He's like, that's strong. And then he goes over to the sink, puts his hand on it, and he's trying to rinse out. So it's time to go back to work. I go back on the cash. Scott is he's out of commission for a little bit. He ends up back on the floor and he's just doing his normal duties. And I heard my mom, dude, my so my mom's off the cash now and she's in an aisle unpacking shit. And my mom out loud, and there's customers just everywhere just it. out loud, she goes. What the fuck is that smell of garlic? <laughs> right? And, and and I mean, dude, the whole store. Well, hey, of course it did. The whole store smelled like garlic, the whole fucking thing. And we're not, it's bad garlic. Hardcore straight garlic. And, and I'm sitting here laughing. Scott comes up. Now he's like a different color. He's like greenish, whitish, pale. He's going to throw up something fierce, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And he comes out and he's sweating. And <laughs> his sweat, his pores just stay. He's like one walking fucking piece of garlic. <laughs> he's just walking around garlic. He goes out back and just power pukes. Like just uh, throwing the whole back room, the, the lunch room, everything just smelled like garlic. We had to open up the back receiving doors to get air in there. Dude, he would have so, smelled like garlic for two weeks. Mom sent him home. Mom's like, go the fuck home, bro. You're done. You're a go home. Oh, my God. So that was the dumbest dare I've ever seen somebody do. Uh, and it was terrible. We still talk about it. Whenever I see Scott, which is rare. But he hit me up on Facebook not long ago, and he just, you remember, you remember when I ate the garlic? Oh, buddy, we remember. Mom talks about it, too, just occasionally. Dude, the amount of sulfur Dude. that that man ingested oh. in those two spoons alone. That's a lot of garlic, I, bro. Dude, I can't. That's so much garlic. Like, if you, if anybody's ever eaten, like, some garlic, garlicky foods, this is nothing compared to what, that would be nothing compared to what this was. Like, it the smell was unbearable, dude. It took the whole store out from one jar. It's garlic. It's garlic cut up. There's nothing stopping the smell from just seeping out of the jar. It's terrible. Terrible. So anyway, there it is. That's the dumbest dare I've seen. There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. That is episode 100 in the books. Hit the like button if you're watching this on YouTube Live right now or otherwise. Just hit the like button. Hit it. Smash hey it. you on Spotify, I see you. Stop on by YouTube. Just hit the like button. You don't have to watch it again. Yeah. Hit the like button. And in the comments say I'm coming from Spotify. iTunes, hit us up that five star rating. If you like it, hit us up with a five star. And then let us know if you do in the comments Even so I can thank like you for it, it. Hit us up with a five star. Sure. Why not? Head on over to patreon.com slash like TV. You can join the community there uh, and uh, and support us if you want financially, where you can get some access to uh, some perks that you'll be able to see there uh, as well, StarCraft and podcast related. Uh, we will be back next week for 101 Dalmatians. 101, just like When She's Fails 101. Remember That's that? Right. That's where it all began. That's where it all That's began. changed our lives. Exactly. Maybe episode 101 is going to change our lives for this podcast. Probably Let's not. do it. Probably not, but a man can dream. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time for the next 100. Peace. Peace.